Hey, Lizards, Gizmo here. I wanted to share some of the cigars we'll be smoking in May and June, so you can smoke along with us if you'd like. For Cubans, we've got Hoyo de Monterey Double Coronas, Partagas Aliados, H. Upman Half Coronas, and Monte Cristo Open Eagle. And for New Worlds, we've got Davidoff, Winston Churchill, and Bellicoso, Diamond Crown, Julius Caesar, TAA Shark, 2023, Liga Pravada, T-52 in Corona Viva, and Davidoff, Late Hour in Robusto, with much, much more to come. Have a suggestion? Email us. Hello at loungelizardspod.com. That's hello at loungelizardspod.com. All right, boys, let's talk about our presenting sponsor, Fabrica 5. Oh, yeah. It's a handcrafted and artisan story with the strong foundation of Rob Isla from Friends of El Habano and Bon Roberts fame with Hamlet Paredes, Master Blender, and Cuban Cigar Legend. Love you, Rob. They're already fantastically priced, but exclusive to Lizard listeners, they can get 10% off Con Anazo 5-packs and 25-count bundles starting right now. Using code LIZARDN6. That's coupon code LIZARDN6. What is Carlos Anzo says it? <laughs> <laughs> you can get worldwide free shipping as well on all orders over $125 US. The website is Fabrica005.com. That's Fabrica005.com. That's right. The more you buy, the more you save. Exactly. And it's important to note, boys, the Cononazo is the same size. Siglo 6. Siglo 6. Can't wait exactly, to try it. From Cohibo. Oh, yeah. These cigars are crafted and refined by feedback from a hard-nosed tasting panel, the FOH community, and customers. That's How hard-nosed you. were you on that tasting yeah. panel? <laughs> yeah. I was pretty hard-nosed. You know, you are an elite insider. <laughs> Right. Did, did you retrohale? I just want to make sure you did. You can literally jump on the FOH forum right now and post detailed reviews that go straight to the powers that be. And you can tell Gizmo every <laughs> note that you got that he didn't Correct. from the retrohale. And Gizmo likes to get calls at 2 a.m. in bed. <laughs> Be part- <laughs> Become part of the FOH community today. Fabrica 5 is direct from the farm in Honduras to your hand, and they ship out of Miami, so there's no customs nightmare, which is awesome. That's awesome. Oh, Pagoda, you're safe. (laughs) Fair enough, you know. (laughs) Again, use code LIZARDN6, all one word, no space, for 10% off Cononazo, five packs, and 25-count bundles starting right now at Fabrica005.com. That's Fabrica005.com. Free shipping on orders over $125 U.S. Must be 21 years of age or older to order. Fabrica 5. No boxes, no bands, no bullshit. And now, let's get into the episode. Welcome to the Lounge Lizards podcast. Best of 2022 episode. It's so good to have you here. It's a leisure and lifestyle podcast founded on our love of premium cigars, as well as whiskey, travel, food, work, and whatever else we feel like getting into. My name is Gizmo, and I'm joined by Rooster, Puba, Senator, Pagoda, Grinder, and Bam Bam. And our plan is always to smoke a cigar, drink a spirit, talk about life, and of course, have some laughs. So take this as yet another invitation to join us and become a card-carrying lounge lizard. Plan to meet us here once a week. We're going to go through some of our and your favorite clips from the last year. So sit back, get your favorite drink, light up a cigar, and enjoy as we review an amazing year of cigars and spirits from 2022. We're going to start with a frequent listener question featuring a clip from episode three, the origin of the lizard nicknames. So uh, let's go to some listener email here for a second, and then oh, we'll do our uh, nice. we'll do our, uh, our our formal lizard rating on the exclusivo. So uh, Ed writes after the last pod, "I'm enjoying the podcast. Can you guys explain the origin of nicknames such as Bam Bam?" Oh boy, 
Puba, I so feel like Puba, you, you were is... the mastermind behind these. Do you, wanna... do you just you just want to go around the ring, Puba? Let's go around the ring. Let's start with Bam and go. So I will tell you well, before you say anything. A lot of guys have asked me the same question, and I, Puba gave me my birth name. He gave all of us, sir. <laughs> yeah. All of us are our lizard name. You were born again. I was oh, born again. Are lizards? Are lizards born into shells? <laughs> okay, let me go into the. Come on, me, Dad. I didn't prep for this, but okay. Puppy. Um, I'm a puppy. Well, uh, <laughs> big puppy. He's a he's a formidable man, uh, Bam Bam. So uh, <laughs> he's, he's a man. Mus- man. He, he's he has musculature. I'm moving uh, the mic away from my face. <laughs> he has he has he's a formidable he's a formidable a man. Man's formidable man. man. Would you he's say a he's a man, man bam? Well, yeah, and he's bam a man. Li- yes, uh, he's a little bit rough and tumble. So um, I don't know. He he. It just uh, so bam, bam bam with the, thank you, ma'am. With, bam bam. <laughs> <laughs> Pagoda. Uh, uh, you know, he, uh, so that's where, that, that's where that came from. He likes to go bam, bam on a lot of things. Go ahead. Let it loose. Will you? Uh, yeah. I mean, I give, you permi- there, I give you permission. Go ahead. Yeah. He, he go, he, you know, he likes to, he likes to swing a stick. <laughs> He's a good golfer. And go bam, bam. <laughs> The, the swinging is a good golfer. <laughs> Thank oh. you, Rooster. Let's just let's just say that. I'll leave it at that. Oh, uh, okay. So let, all right. So uh, as we were <laughs> hanging out, you know. So in the lounge. So getting to to to, to Grinder uh, in the lounge. Great. You know. So one thing about Grinder is he's got like this crazy. Uh, he has a crazy, insane work ethic. So uh, you know, I would show up at the lounge at like. You know, five thirty, six o'clock, and I'd say eight o'clock, eight, eight o'clock, whatever it was. When, how long have you been? Like, you're still on your laptop, and he'd be like, "Yeah," and I'd be like, "Okay," and then I'd show up the next time at the lounge, and I'd see him, and he's on his laptop. I'm like, "What's up?" He's like, "What's up?" And then he like wouldn't talk, and he <laughs> he, he, he wouldn't say anything. He's like super quiet, and I'm like, "What's going on with this guy?" And then I, I get to come. know him more and more. And he's constantly working on uh, uh, slide decks and deliverables uh, for, his, for his clients. So that's how he got the name Grinder. I go, you're always grinding it out, baby. You're grinding. I'd say, <laughs> I'd sit down. I go, what you doing, baby? And he'd go, oh, he'd go, no, I'm working. I go, you're grinding. You're grinding. So that's how he got uh, the Grinder name. Uh, Pagoda. Pagoda. So Pagoda. Pagoda. Pagoda's name. Pagoda's name is. Hold on. Just make sure he doesn't have the knife, okay? Well, no, he does have the knife. So uh, um, there's a a scene in the Royal Tenenbaums. um, Great movie. Without giving too much away, but uh, but, but Pagoda was was born in India but raised in the UK. And uh, and, uh, he 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 has this wonderful accent and everything else and I, I don't know i just there's a scene in the royal tenenbaums and there's a character named uh the west anderson movie and there's a character named pagoda who's like gene hackman's i don't know Nem- sidekick nemesis slash, nemesis well no they're like <laughs> friends and pagoda's this really nice guy and he's this gentle guy, but then one day he takes out a Swiss Army knife and he just stabs. <laughs> he just stabs Gene Hackman in the stomach with the Swiss Army knife, and he's like, "You just stabbed me! Why did you just stab me?" And because 
you know, he he's reserved in the Bakota character in, in the Royal Tenenbaums is like this reserved, pleasant, polite guy. But once in a while, he'll shank but, you. He'll shank you. And that's exactly what, <laughs> and that's exactly what Bakota will do. So that's how, so he's reserved and so polite. And, but then once in a while, he'll just come out and he'll just stab you with the Swiss army knife. So that's how. Pagoda got his <laughs> point, point of point of personal privilege as the uh, as the socialists yeah. say. Um, the uh, I didn't really get the, the get the the nickname until I was shanked. Six, oh, can, can I tell that story? I was aggressively yeah. shanked yeah. by Pagoda. Can I, can I tell that story? Go ahead. Go All ahead. right. So we're at another cigar lounge that we frequent. And, and, and I actually had a hard time understanding the Pagoda name because I hadn't seen the movie for this context. But after this story, I very quickly understood exactly why this was a very fitting nickname. And I, I love it because that's one of the things I love about Pagoda is just he's the happiest guy. And then he just has this these really witty, sharp, hysterical comments. And you just love these shanks. shanks. They're, 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 they're tremendous. <laughs> and so we're sitting there and we're talking about, for some reason, just some of the worst cigars we've ever had. And Pagoda has no context of cigars that either Grinder or I are, are particularly passionate about or once really liked at all. And Pagoda sits there and he goes, I had this horrible cigar. And he goes, you know, I, I don't even consider myself an expert, but I just found it to be terrible. And he goes, it was this strange octagonal shaped cigar. And it was this Placencia Alma Fuerte. It was just horrendous. I would never smoke this cigar again. And I'm sitting there practically on the verge of tears because at one point, one of Grinder's favorite cigars was the Placencia Alma Fuerte. Pagoda has no context to know this. And so he is sitting there <laughs> eviscerating this cigar. I'm in tears laughing and Grinder is just sitting there trying to remove the shank from his side and he's like bleeding out in the chair. I mean, it, it was just unbelievable. It, Senator, it wasn't even that. It was the fact that he kept coming back for more. It's like, <laughs> like we got it, and then he was like, "Just so you know, it fucking sucks." <laughs> and I, my only defense was that that shape yeah. is not the shape that I like. No, fair enough. I I didn't know that. that I yeah. you know my thought was I was just giving an honest opinion about a cigar I didn't like. <laughs> But at the same time, I think uh, when you have an easy target. <laughs> there he is. There's, there, there's a shank right there. When you have, a, when you have so an easy subtle. target, shank they're, them. That's, that's why. It's, it's, it, it's the Swiss Army knife. It's not a machete. It's the small, it's like this, this small, like little, like fucking pinprick that it just. See, I would call them zingers, but zingers, you know, yeah. zingers don't work. But we, we, we're, using, we're using the pagoda analogy yeah. and the knifing and all that stuff. Yeah. So anyway. Absolutely. Yeah. And, 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 and so then we come to, 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 to the senator and the senator got his name because he's, uh, well, one, he's, he's, uh, he's the most intelligent man in the room, probably the highest IQ um, here. He, he, he's an Ivy, Ivy League educated guy. And um, he uh, and he's he's got the silver he's got the silver silver tongue, tongue. and, and, he, does and, have and silver tongue. he has the silver tongue and so at at the former lounge that at the lounge that we used to belong to, uh, there were always kind of like poli let's call it um, uh, uh, politics that would go on. Uh, 
things that would happen. Um, let's just say we had a contentious relationship with management. And, uh, and, uh, and, you know, so we would, we would discuss these things and then we would, we would say, well, what are we going to do about it? And, and uh, the senator got his name because he would say, well, I'll leave it to me. I will take care of this conversation. <laughs> and, and so Annie worked on Capitol Hill for a little while and, and, and has experience in, 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 in politics and things like that. So, um, uh, so that's how, that's how the Senator got his name because he's the Senator. So it's we a would great, take great negotiator. We, great negotiator. Great, and a great negotiator. I was about right? to say that. And, and, he, and he delivers. So, and he delivers. And he delivers on that. In the, the most, tongue delivers. If I may, Senator always delivers. Yeah, if I may, in the most difficult situations that we yes. experienced at that place, we all just, uh, my head swiveled right to his chair. <laughs> hey, we didn't have to say well, we word. would basically bring up all the key issues and he'd well, be like no. i'm going to consolidate this now and but he would I'm get gonna, up i'm going to come up with on. a strategy and now i'm going to go negotiate this. senator would actually get up <laughs> get the owner on the phone yeah and set him in his place right so you could get extra 15 minutes extra 15 goddamn minutes <laughs> but, but the silver tongue or, or would come Satur- out. or saturday, saturday, hours. saturday hours that's big yeah that's that huge. was big and Never no one was before. able to do that yes and, and, and then we get then we get to Gizmo. So Gizmo, one he looks like. So Gizmo, which wasn't his original name. No, no his original name was Opie because he kind of looks like Opie from uh, from the Andy Griffith Andy Griffith show, um, a little bit like Ron Howard uh, type look uh, as a boy, um, but <laughs> <laughs> as a young child uh, is Gizmo. So it was originally it was originally Opie. But then it then it migrated to Gizmo because when you when you when you put certain ingredients into this little gremlin, <laughs> certain things happen. <laughs> Kitty litter, yeah, as one. McCowan, McCowan twelve. Well, no, well, Shivas Regal and Shivas. Oh, oh God, Shivas eighteen. Oh, oh, that was probably so the, 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 the genesis of the, the genesis yeah. of it. So one night, one night. So one night we injected. Uh, well, we didn't, but 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 a, but a local business owner. Uh, with where we live, uh, injected a lot of Chivas Regal into 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 Opie, and force, that was force fed, force fed it to him, and that was when he uh, he uh, transformed, exploded. transformed and exploded uh, <laughs> with vomit. He had to do uh, payroll. He was yes. doing payroll. Yeah, he was doing at payroll at two a.m. I did have to do payroll. I got to do payroll at, at one a.m. Okay. At one a.m. I got to do yeah. payroll. All of a sudden, he's doing payroll. All of a sudden, he's doing payroll. Uh, but but uh, but but if you put certain ingredients into Gizmo, uh, uh, like a gremlin, you know, like if you put a water water on a gremlin, they 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 freak out. So. So and also, kind of Gizmo uh, ladders back to this notion that he's he's, he's great a, with stuff. He's, he's great. a creator. He's a creator. He can he's, fix anything. He, he can makes fix things. Anything. Gizmo puts the Geek Squad at Best Buy to shame. Oh, it, it is ridiculous. Yeah. Just for some context, here, no doubt. This was another name that no question. I, I I sort of understood and I wasn't sold on. And then over time, I'm sitting there saying, Puba just has this wisdom that he he sees where all of us are heading because <laughs> with Gizmo, th- this is a guy who takes some big TV, TV, a 50 inch TV that is basically dead. And instead of throwing out it for out, garbage. out for garbage, you know, all of us would have just thrown it out. It doesn't turn on. It doesn't work. Throw it and in he the lake. Places like the entire motherboard or whatever the hell it's called and gets the TV working. Yeah. This is a guy who creates with a battery and some other stuff that he, I'm sure, you know, procured and made in his own home. 
to, to create a fan in his tower humidor and was actually making this for other lizards. Which it, is now for sale, by the remarkable. way. Remarkable. He can make a 1K TV into an 8K right. TV. He <laughs> cut, so, so basically, net net, he comes with instructions and he can follow net instructions. Net. <laughs> <laughs> like a gremlin. Can, can, we, can we make a motion awesome. to, uh, to say net net on an uncle? Net case? net. <laughs> uh, so, Pooba can't name himself. Can I, can I, can I at least give this Pooba story? Oh, yeah. We and we're all going to chime in. Absolutely. So, yeah. so Pooba, we, we went through a, a few names that we were considering. I, I was actually a fan of the mayor uh, at first, but I think the two <laughs> achieved the, the same thing. So one. the Pooba is meant to be the grand Pooba. Grand, grand Pooba, Pooba, right. Pooba has a larger than life personality. He's, he's the, the most fun guy in the room. We go anywhere in the area we live and everybody knows Pooba. We walk in, we sit down, someone comes over. Oh, Pooba. Hey, haven't seen you in a while. Pooba, just saw you on the golf course. How's the family? He knows everybody. Everybody. It doesn't matter if they're running the security detail for the New York Yankees or if they own 10 restaurants in the area we live. He knows everybody. And, and it was only fitting to call the, the most legendary of lizards, <laughs> the, the Pooba. It's, it's a, it's a, it's a uh, name of honor. I have, I have Indeed. called him Mr. Pooba from time to time. Flattery. Sir, Sir Pooba. Sir Pooba. I just call him Pooba. I like that better. It's Pooba. He's been knighted. A yeah. lot of nights out. <laughs> I'm sure that had something to do. And then we have, and then Rooster, of course, Rooster is the elder statesman. He's 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 the uh, he's the oldest of the bunch, probably behind me and Bam, and uh, or ahead of me and Bam, and um, not by much, n- not by much, um, but uh, but he's a you know. Uh, he's the, he's the, so I think Rooster comes from like, he's the, he's, the, he's, well, a, he's, sage. he's, he's a, a sage. He's the sage. He is. He's the sage. He's the red rooster. He's from India. So red, uh, red rooster. He's just the red rooster. More uh, brown. More brown. <laughs> okay, fine. Whatever. But you get the idea. It's so, a shade of, it's whatever. Yeah. He, but, he, but, he, but he's he, a reddish he, brown, like a Cuban he, rapper. His, 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 rooster, his, rooster's uh, comments level us. Is that Maduro? Us, is that Maduro? Or I, I, I think Bam is <laughs> yeah, exactly right. Yeah, there's, there's, a, there's a leveling in his commentary. And it's, Seniority. you know, a lot of it's based in, I'm not going to call it a religion, but it's a belief. And it resonates from him, and it does affect us in a very positive way. I, I agree. I think there's Without a wisdom. A there's a wisdom very about good. Rooster. Very good. Senator. I mean, Rooster's yes. a guy who shares, you <clears throat> right. know, inspiration and, and quotes, and right. is always glass half full. And, and there's exactly. just something about him that I feel like is, there's is a really there's a presence we, there's a presence that uh, that that the Red Rooster. Exactly. Um, uh, exudes in any situation. And we He's love and we love that. And, and very that. high praise. We love that about you. A lot of positive energy. Well, right. Sure. And also, and also, he's a guy who, if you if you if you're going to pick up the phone and call somebody, or uh, or if you're not feeling well, the first person to pick up the phone to call and see how you're doing is always the rooster. Absolutely. Just don't ever it, it, cut him absolutely. off in traffic. <laughs> well, right, but that's also true too. See, like a rooster roll. There's like another side. <laughs> he will do that too. Like There's another side. He's got, claws. He's, He's got, got claws. claws. He's got claws. You don't fuck with the rooster. <laughs> the, the, the other thing I'll say about the, the rooster, if, if and I think this comes with being the elder statesman and, and the wisdom that rooster has. If you need thoughts on power tools, if you need mm. thoughts on snowblowers, snowblowers, just and about speakers anything, and speakers. Rooster, Rooster has is, is very prescriptive about yes. 
what is an acceptable brand and product to purchase and what's not. He's like a walking consumer report. Sound systems, no doubt. Most yeah. of the things that he recommends can be found at Costco. Let's be clear. <laughs> and also the Costco self-professed guy. longest tenured smoker of the Exclusivo. Self-professed. Longest tenured, I'm willing to concede that. That no. is true. I if, think I, we, if, if I were to sum up, I have him beat. But longest tenured, I, I will concede. If I, if I were to sum up uh, Rooster in a sentence, it, it would be, what's mine is yours. And uh, I mean that from a always, generosity standpoint. Always. And what's yours is mine. And <laughs> <laughs> whenever he acquires, and, and he is a master of acquiring aged oh. Habanos. It's incredible. And when he gets a box, he's not a guy that keeps it a secret throws it in his humidor, keeps it to himself. He walks in the room and he starts handing out cigars. So well, cigars are to be shared. Very generous, very kind. Yes. And, but and, don't piss him off. And the rooster philosophy mm-hmm. to be smoked immediately. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, of like I said earlier, cigars are meant to be smoked. Yeah. And shared. And shared. And shared. And shared. Yeah. And shared. Yeah. So yeah, he uh, goes R O T T right off the truck. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> well, like, you know, I walked, I, I came, I came late to the, to the pod today. And these guys were, um, the, the lizards had been uh, smoking one of the uh, nice selections that Rooster had recently procured. And shared. Yeah. And um, we were about to light up the Exclusivo and Rooster walks over. He's asking me about my family and my wife. And I haven't seen Rooster in you know, a couple of weeks. And you know, he went out of his way to, to, to you know, see how I'm doing. And then he pops open his, his, his uh, box of uh, cigars and says, here, this is what we've been smoking. I want you to try this. And I'm, I... I I'll probably smoke it later, but I didn't even get to enjoy it with him, but he still was generous enough to say, I want you to have this. Absolutely. Let's revisit the origin of Grinder's famous Petrichor flavor note. I mean, would you guys say this is one of the best Montes we have had? Oh, hands no down. Absolutely. Right. Hands down. I've only had the Monty too, though. You have no, smoked No, 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 no. Oh, you, you actually bought, and Rooster did, the Monty 85th. Oh, that special thank anniversary you. Right. So you have had right. That's a very light, creamy, very elegant delicious stick. Smoke yeah, as it's, well. it's delicious, but in a different way. It's much milder than this. It now, is. this is not. I don't consider this to be a full cigar for me, but from the point of view of the flavor profile, it's almost all flavor. Is, any, well, is anyone else getting? I'm, I'm about an inch through now. <laughs> is anyone else getting like earthy petrichor? Like after what's petrichor? No. Petrichor. Petrichor is that is that scent that's like after after a rain and then the sun comes out and like there there's like a you know there's certain oils that come up from the earth and like petroleum coalesce and it's a scent. There's like a <laughs> look it up. There's a fuck. There's I'm not an, I'm not fucking crazy. It's a real thing. It's like after rain scent. Like after a, a, a quick storm outside your palate is way too refined for us man (laughs) (laughs) you need to leave (laughs) cocoa all the way here english is a second language for me oh my god Uh, i just have to say good for my vocabulary the guys think i'm a grinch here's a clip from our new year's eve episode one year ago with my hot take on christmas trees i personally think that that Gizmo should stop burning down Christmas trees in Midtown. <laughs> that's that's what I think. I think that I I, I I I think that that you should have a more positive outlook on the Christmas tree. I believe that 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 you have. You're framing this unfairly. No, you have a problem. 
<laughs> All right, the lizards and I got into a little bit of a uh, heated Christmas battle in the last few weeks, uh, namely this last weekend as I was teeing off about the Christmas tree situation in my home and how if it were up to me, we wouldn't have a Christmas tree. And not because I hate Christmas trees, but because I just don't need the aggravation. Right. So for the listener, please, please don't stop listening at this point. Everyone <laughs> in the room besides Gizmo loves Christmas trees, and we love everything about Christmas. So And the presents below. So why did you burn down the Christmas tree in the middle of Midtown outside the Fox <laughs> News building it was, yesterday? It was in my way. <laughs> <laughs> It was inconvenient for my traffic needs. By the way, we're not incriminating Gizmo here. He did not burn down. We don't want any listeners. Right? Well, we, we yes. can neither conform, confirm nor deny, <laughs> but no absolutes. The Don Carlos Eye of the Shark was one of the best cigars we smoked all year. And Lizard Bill, a listener of ours, said this was one of his favorite cigars that we've recommended. I mean, obviously, you know, we're not ever going to suggest that this is like a Cuban, but there are certain elements of it. You know, these sort of shortbread flavors, dessert-like flavors you get out of this, you know, that's the kind of thing that reminds me of things that you would get out of like an Upman Cuban. I was just about to say that. It's exactly what, like, it reminds me of some of the qualities you get out of an aged Upman too, or, or like, you know, when you're just, it gives you that, that really wonderful thing that you need sometimes, which is kind of this, these baking spices, these, a little bit of citrus, a little bit of, it, it's delicious. It actually, it makes my, make the hairs in the back of my neck stand up. I'm not trying to sound yeah. like a loser. No, it's true. But it's, but it, this is a great fucking cigar. It, it tastes like a Lorna Dune. It's like a it's, Lorna, if, if there was a Lorna Dune cookie it's, cigar. It's a great cigar. I, to me, it, it just, when I smoke this cigar, time just slows down a little bit. Like, it, it really demands your appreciation and your, your, uh, and, and your time. It takes time to smoke the cigar. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, yeah. You take your time. You don't, ru- I don't rush it. It's great. We're coming to the end of the uh, Don Carlos Eye of the Shark here. I still haven't ashed. Senator still hasn't ashed. Bam Bam still has an ash. I I mean I grinded his ash. I, uh, he ashed all over himself. I, I, ashed on myself. <laughs> I can still see it on his jeans. I, I'm waiting. I'm waiting. He's waiting. Like he's I'm giving wa- me the eye. Like hey dude. I need to go. I need to stand up, walk outside, and and de ash myself. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> ashed all over himself like he does every night. <laughs> <laughs> oh, or every morning. You just got shanked. Oh, every <laughs> Yeah, I'm gonna get. I'm gonna give you the pagoda stick. Today. <laughs> we gotta uh, rate. We gotta rate. The we stick. gotta rate the stick. I mean, I gotta give it to you, Rooster. Go. All right. So this is gonna be an aggregate rating from all the sharks that I've had. It's it's a ten. It's a ten for it's me. It's a ten. It's a ten for me too. It's a ten. ten. It's a ten for ten. me. Not even close. It's a ten. I just have to say, th- this episode means a lot to me because I love this cigar so much, and I was fully prepared and i can't believe again i haven't ashed them all the way down to the end i was going to give this a 10 i thought i would be the only lizard in this room that gave it a 10 this warms my heart like words can't describe the ratings are not done yet oh go to may not be strong enough for him no he's a he's a, a strong he's a, nine okay see? all right strong enough for him That's, okay all right i'm a 10 10 that's a 10.13 10. 
<laughs> or sorry, nine point one three. He nine, wasn't kidding nine again. Nine point one three. He wasn't kidding. Yeah, it's what is it? Nine point eight. It's a nine point nine. Oh, wow. 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 wow! 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 So that is wow. that is not even close. It's not even close. That's the highest rating that we've ever wow. given on this podcast so far. Yeah. All right. Not even close. I need to DM myself. You know. <laughs> please, please email us if you need any boxes. Can I watch? <laughs> <laughs> Puba just compared the shark to the Cuban H. Upman number two, one of the best cigars we smoked all year on episode 40. I have really, really enjoyed this cigar tonight. I mean, I don't want this to end. I know. I mean, it's so good, right? <laughs> it's unbelievable. What's really funny good. is now I'm getting, a, I'm still getting the salty twang and I'm getting a little coffee now. Yeah, like all those rough uh, edges. I mean, I'm not selling I it. I haven't I'm had just a saying, rough edge. There's, there's no rough, fucking there's rough no edges. There's no rough edges down no. the stretch, right? You smoke yeah. it to the end and it's just beautiful. I want to see you smoke it to the end. It is. I mean, it's done. You? It's, My man, look at that. Now wow. that When do I finish wow. first? Never. Who never finishing first? Never. Never. Uh, because this is my jam. All right. I'd like to see that. Really good stick, and thank you for bringing it. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Thank you for, you know, really appreciate it. you know, Rooster, thank you, everybody, all the lizards. Uh, your generosity everyone comes into boxes everyone has great sticks in this room and uh when this stick came up i i said you know what <laughs> should i <laughs> how can you hold these back and and i think part of uh uh part of cigar smoking that i think is important and there's more or i would just say to the listener out there there's more roi in sharing um cigars particularly special cigars it's celebratory if you if you if you smoke them in a vacuum yeah you'll enjoy it and it'll be nice but you get much more roi when you share special cigars with special people i recommend everybody do that and i think most people do who who are in this hobby absolutely you know, well you know, said it's, it's just it makes it that much better so you guys ready to do the uh the formal lizard rating on this thing yeah. rooster you're up I saw two eyebrow raises from Rooster before he could even utter a word. I mean, it's hard because I, you know, I mean, this is one. Of, this is the best Upman I've had. I mean, this is better than the younger, young uh, Sir Winston that we had. Yeah, but this, I mean, it's phenomenal steak. I'm gonna give it a ten. Awesome! Wow! Whoa! Wow! I love it! Wow! I love this steak. Puba. Really yeah, good. I mean, I love it. I, it's a ten for me. I knew it delivers there on everything that it's supposed to deliver on. I can't knock it on anything. It's incredible. Balanced, complex, smooth. I I knew an inch in that this was a 10 for me, and it's if I could give it 11, I would. I love this cigar. Senator. He's a nine. This is tough. (laughs) This is tough. (laughs) This is tough. And these are this is a good decision to make because it's a nine or a ten. There's it's not even a thought in my mind that it's anything lower than that. Yeah. Um, and what's what's where I'm leaning closer to 10 when Puba said it delivers on everything it's supposed to deliver on. I can't find a flaw in this cigar. The only reason I hold back a little bit on the 10 is because there are still other sticks that the flavor profile, right? So it, this delivers what it's intended to deliver gets me more where like I have to have it like all the time. I want these. There's no doubt about that. I have two boxes of these. I just don't know that I, I I want it every single day in the way that I'm like obsessed with like you know certain D fours or even other other sticks. So 
I am oh, wait, gonna be, give be, this before you give that rating. I just want to say <laughs> he's advocating. Oh boy! No, I, I mean, I, I just I'm just making no a no. Point. Help me out. This I'm is just, good. I'm just making a point that this Upman stick with this box code rated just based upon this stick, not the boxes that you have. This is a 2014 LUB box code. We have salesmanship going very, on here. Very elite <laughs> box code, and. Uh, you should be a lobbyist. You know, I mean, not. <laughs> they are Sen- unicorns. Senator can are. school you on that. but Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> I, I can learn a lot from senators. So. I, no, I wow. actually, That's all I have to say. I, no, no. Rooster's commentary there was actually very helpful because he, he's right. And uh, I'm going to have to round up. All I'm right. going to give it a 10. Yeah. Yes. Right. Wow. Very nice. Pagoda, wow. you're up. Oh my lord! Now this puts a lot of pressure on me. <laughs> I, I be think, honest, but, be honest, no pressure. But, but being very honest, yeah, uh, thank honest. you, Puba, for introducing honest. me yeah. to the H Upman Two. This is my first uh, Upman Two. Uh, really, really enjoyed it. Really enjoyed the second half more than you know how it gradually just grew into something I really, really enjoyed. Um, the way I look at it is, um, um, is it, it's a nine for me. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Bam, bam. So yeah, I don't give in to peer pressure ever, and I don't like to always go with the crowd. None of that has any meaning for me. So when I really love something, I, I'm very brutally honest, for the good or for the bad, regardless of what people think. I am going to give this a 10. All right. This is a 10 for me. Well, boys. It's a high fucking score. The nine, composite lizard nine, score. 9.7. On Pubas. <laughs> it's got to be the highest rated cigar. 14 Upman twos. Poop is a great roller. 9.8. That's, that's fucking crazy. I think that's the highest score yet. Yeah. yeah. Just quickly on this, Rooster's commentary was really helpful for me because Agreed. If, if I were to review the 2018 Upman two, I'd give it a nine. Yeah. And I think Rooster's point was really helpful in me figuring out where this really sits and it's the age and what that brings that Puba described. And I think like that creaminess and how it just married all those flavors together, regardless if I'm going to be so obsessed with this cigar, I'm going to need to have it every day, every week. It, it's a 10. It really, it, like you said, it delivers on everything it's supposed to. I, I can't take issue with it. Another cigar that we really love from H. Upman is the Half Corona, which we also discussed on episode 40, being introduced to it in Puba's backyard, which then takes us to Bam Bam and his hoarding. And then, you know, we talked about I, uh, one of our favorite cigars collectively. I know a lot of us smoke it at the end of an, uh, a smoking session is the Half Corona. Oh, dude. I mean, oh, love dude. those. I mean, yeah. all I will, of us and, and all, can, everybody. We can never get enough of those. I will never forget when we never put those enough. up together. This was, we were at Puba's house. We, let's just say, enjoyed ourselves quite a bit. <laughs> <laughs> one of those summer nights. <laughs> It is the very end of the night. This was a late, it was a ridiculous. It was at it was 3 like, o'clock in yeah, the morning. Yeah, it was point, like 2.48. At this point, it's like 2 something in the morning. I think there were only three of us left that night. There was. It was me, Bam, and Pooba, I think, at that point. <laughs> That's yeah. right. And uh, I think Pagoda had left. And Giz and got mad at us that day. He did. He wasn't there. <laughs> Bastards. Well, for many other reasons. Yeah. <laughs> I must have gone to bed because I'm XO, extra old. <laughs> you were taking a nap. I'm taking a nap. But I needed just like a small little stick. And in that same auction that I had bought the Upman Anahatos, I had gotten these little half Coronas. Never had. None of us had had it at that point because I had right. asked if anyone knew if they were good. No one had ever tried them. Right. So I, and so from, I just, that, from our guy down south, I bought 
Because go ahead after well, your yeah, story. Yeah. Because no, th- of your happened, story. Oh yeah, and, oh, my and God. I have a bone to pick. So let's get there, <laughs> dude. Let's get there. I couldn't help myself. So so we. I light this stick up, and I'm sitting there gushing about how good this cigar. I mean, this thing is so small. I couldn't believe the flavor out of this little Cuban cigar. And I'm just sitting there. The only thing you can question at that point is like, I've had plenty to drink. Either it's the alcohol that I think this cigar is that good or it's really that good. And maybe I had one extra with me and I think I gave it to Bam that night. Yes, you did. And Bam had the exact same reaction. Holy shit, this is one of the best short smokes I've ever had. Now, the problem with me sharing that cigar with Bam <laughs> was that he went to the same source I bought them from, and he cleared them out, and well, they were sold the, well, out. So know, when I messaged the guy, he said, someone just bought all of them, <laughs> and I wonder who that was. That's correct. And to by, be the fair. Way, by the way, it's inappropriate, and not all, not, all, not all of us fair in love and cigars. <laughs> well, so, no, but to be fair, to be fair not, he did share not. them. He, he did, share. of course, he shared them, but still. You know, I that's kind of rare. Rare to share, but he did share them. Yeah, the, you know the, the, the sniper. Stop sniping, or whatever the the, 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 the little cartoon character I've is. I've learned my lesson. I've learned my lesson. <laughs> no, I remember. No, thank you, Bam, for introducing me to that. I remember that night we were once again at the bar up north, and um, it was just fantastic. And it's actually become one of my favorite. Yeah, you smoke a lot of those. Yeah, like end of night smokes. There's nothing better. Maybe you know there are a couple of others which are. You know, you know, a few percentages below, but that is fantastic. Great Bam's had a cigar tower for himself for a few months and still hasn't set it up. Here's a clip where we discuss that he's cursed Cuban pricing. Three left. Boxes? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. I mean, since you got your tower now, let's talk uh, about that. Yeah, and it's nice. How and happy empty. are you? Yeah. How, how, how's the tower? I'm very fucking unhappy right now. Is it is it still in the garage? <laughs> it's still in the garage. I have no enthusiasm to season that thing. Not yet. Why? 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 All you have know. to do. Okay. Ah, Jesus. Christ. No, no, no. Listen. Here, here we go. Let's get into this. After eight months of this shit, I've got huge bins of boxes of cigars. Now, my anticipation when I first ordered this thing, it was at a ten. It took eight months to get to me. I'm at like a three now. Why? But I it's just, here I, now. All right. So let it me, is, let it me is. just clarify for It's kind of like dating. Like you dated this chick for like eight yeah, years. She's an now, old hag now. And now you don't. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you're like me with women. That's a joke. Should, That's a joke. It should be like a lease. Three years, you know, buyback option. That's true. That's true. <laughs> too much, too much mileage. No, oh, thanks. So here's give, the thing. Give it back. So I will be, I will be seasoning that thing this weekend. I made a promise to myself to yeah, get the, that. The beauty of it, the seasoning process is so simple. I know. All you have to do is just like wipe it down with a sponge and still water. A little salt and, just and pepper. Put, put the oasis in there with the still <laughs> yes. water. That's it. A little That's paprika. all you got to do. I've got to uncard it, get it downstairs. That's an effort. And then I'll start to do that. It'll happen. And then the, now. Then it'll be 2025. Now, now that I'm paying $1,000 a box of c- for cigars. Yeah. Yeah. My inventory is going to stay where it is for a yeah, while. Yeah. But you, you said you have them in a bin, in a, I have, in a Tupperware. Yeah. You so have I, boxes there already. Yeah, so I don't have, you want to get them out and put I them do. nicely? Just get a little air movement. Yeah, do yeah. you want to look at them? I, I mean, do. I'm just, dying to look at them. Yes. I think, bam, bam, this is embarrassing. Just, <laughs> here's my question for you. And I'm, uh, you know, I know that I'm, I'm, I, I'm a little superstitious with it, but I feel like the moment you got your tower, well, the prices went yeah, through the roof. Yeah, exactly. That was my immediate reaction. As soon as that happened, I was like, he cursed us. He, yeah. You cursed us. I'm going to fill that tower with Philly Blunts. 
<laughs> and be very proud. And cigarettes. <laughs> Listener Lizard Bill also asked us to include the clip of Bam balking on sharing a box of cigars with Pagoda and said that if he was in his friend group, he'd be out very quickly. So are you are you going to source a box or two of these? Like, oh, I would love a box or two for my tower. Yeah. Well, when you ask him that question, you, are you mean gonna, that you're going to source Do you want me to get you a box? <laughs> will you share or will you feel the peer pressure to? Yes and no. Oh, <laughs> oh, got, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. We okay. got to tell we this gotta story. We got to tell the story. So we, 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 have, we have a little drama among the group. Lizard so drama. I had ordered a couple boxes of Ramon Ionis uh, Small Club Coronas. And Bam said that he wanted a whole box. So I said, fine, he can have a whole box. And the other box, we split among four of us. Uh, Pagoda wasn't here the day that I placed the order, and I was asking who wanted in on it. So when I got them in and I sent the message to the group that they were, had arrived, uh, Pagoda said, oh, if I could have five, I would love to have five of them. And I said to Pagoda, I only got five out of the whole box. Like, that's what we, we all split it. So we each got five sticks. But Bam has 25 of them. So I would assume that he could part with five. I'm not and, looking at you now. And Bam's response, I'm not looking over here. Bam's response was not uh, enthusiastic to share. We should that's get not more. true. His response no. was, well, these are great. We should get more of them. Honestly. All right. So <laughs> like, That's listen. not saying yes, Pagoda. I'm happy to share with it, you. It also wasn't saying no. It was expressing enthusiasm about that cigar that's well, really i the, love that little guy the proofs of the pudding because you arrived here today and before, <laughs> i feel heard before we have all witnesses before the microphones went on pagoda said oh are you gonna share the five sticks with me i and, said you can have 10 and bam said i i was not excited to share any of the sticks with you <laughs> i feel the peer pressure <laughs> he, yeah he said i felt the peer pressure to share them with you that was a joke <laughs> i'm hurt You'll get over it. <laughs> when I deliver five beauties to you, I'm sure you'll, you'll get over it. Who I knows just, when that'll be? But. <laughs> At the clubhouse. Transactions will be I, made. I think to make up for this, you should source the next box for the group. Ooh. I will. You know, I, I will do that. I'm only going to live for the next 30 years. <laughs> <laughs> so here's... So uh, I'm 55. <laughs> this is all right. This is all fair. I mean, the, ta- the, ta- so, the tower might still be in his garage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all fair. This is so for the listener. This is very fair. I am very lazy when it comes to making purchases. We didn't buying, say that. Buying and sourcing. I am. I am. But I, I aim to change that. I aim to change that. Yes. You picked a good time to do it. Yeah. Well, I know. Well. Yeah, we here, Bam, to receive so, so, wait a minute. So do, Rome, does gotta, this mean that Giz does not have to get any more boxes for you? No, I doesn't just, have to source. Anymore. No, that does not mean that. <laughs> That's what it means. That, no. mean, that means what you're gonna means, you're gonna do the homework. Rooster, you, you're gonna source the boxes. Rooster, you gotta leave. Giz, I <laughs> hope I'm you don't try, feel the peer pressure. What, That's all I'm saying. It does not mean that Rooster stops sourcing, <laughs> but what it means, I've got to step up my sourcing game. And I aim to do that. When? <laughs> this week. This Starting week, tomorrow? This weekend. In the near future. Yeah, yeah. for sure. This and, is the and best. How, how no, are you? Honestly, I got to be honest. I'm not as... 
You're much better sorcerers than I am. No. Like, yes, you, you are. You, you are. You, you can achieve that same. Uh, Let's be real. Hang sword. on. No. How it's many true. boxes did you on your own order from one of our groups that we order cigars okay, from? Okay. So now, now this was to my fill very, those Tupperware. Yes. Now this was my very the very first time I was given access to this exclusive group, and I was like a kid in a candy store. These guys were so friendly, professional. I know I mean, we, we really stopped away. you. We and really so, stopped you for a number so, of years. Well, from joining. well it did stop <laughs> because no, here's the thing. No, I realized can't. I realized I didn't have a tower. I'm in Tupperware. It didn't make sense to continue buying, so I, I just put a hiatus on it. Now well, that the you, tower's you, you here, did, you did a lot of good buying for yourself, Ben. <laughs> well, you guys have everything I have in spades, and you know it. <laughs> Well, I, I didn't it. have a La Punta until you had. And I what's gave your us cigar that, rating, Rooster? I regretted that. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I, just as a reminder, though, Rooster only has thirty years left. Okay, okay, <laughs> just well, give or take, <laughs> mostly take, hopefully. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> Speaking of pagoda, unfortunately, we have to include this clip of some car trouble that he encountered that we discussed in episode thirty-six. And she took her hands off the wheel, and the car parked itself. Is it a Tesla? I don't know what it was. I wasn't paying attention. I was just admiring the fact that her hands were not on the wheel. And you know who I thought of when I saw this car? Senator. <laughs> no. I thought of Pagoda. Oh. Because oh. <laughs> Pagoda had Have a little, little no. incident this year. Oh, you haven't heard? I haven't heard. Oh, what so Pagoda, or, or actually, Rooster, tell us what happened. You were there. <clears throat> well, where do I begin? <laughs> So this was a night after, you know, after the lounge. You, you were all there. So me, Pagoda, a couple of other guys, we went to our f- favorite Indian restaurant. And uh, we got there before Pagoda and uh, one other guy. So we're sitting, we're sitting down at the table. You know, the owner of the restaurant had a table set up for us outside. Really nice laid out. It was, it was, it was a little late. So we're sitting there. And then we see Pagoda pull up in his truck. And then all of a sudden, we hear a loud bang. No way. A loud bang. Uh-oh. He backed up into the pole. Ah. About, on the sidewalk. The pole on the sidewalk. On the sidewalk. It's an electric or maybe a phone pole. And I think he hit the wrong pedal. Uh, he's excited. He's going to see you guys. So he put it in reverse, and I think he hit the accelerator. <laughs> oh, and, my gosh. Uh, so quite a bit of uh, They are right damage. next to each other. To get to his, to be, let's be fair. The, the gas and the brake are very close to each other on the floor. <laughs> yeah, but in Pagoda's defense, he grew up driving a clutch a car, like a, you know, like a three-pedal. So you can just imagine like how much more confusing that would be. It's I mean, true. Yeah. So when, when it was pedals, easier with only two pedals, it makes perfect sense. He needs a car with just no pedals. <laughs> <laughs> I think I need a self, Tesla. Self, self <laughs> he needs a driver. He needs a driver. Yeah. I told you, I just love the, the wow. visual of him sitting in his car after he did this and going, Oh my lord! <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? I mean, nobody, nobody got injured. I want to hear a little bit Mrs. of damage, a little damage Mrs. to the Pagoda, car. Does she have so he, to he say? got home, mm-hmm. and in the morning, he told his wife, "Is like, what did you do to my car?" <laughs> <laughs> so Pagoda, talk to us about. Uh, give us the insight from inside the vehicle. I don't know. It happened so quick. I just saw a man in a turban screaming at me outside the window, and I couldn't hear him at all. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, what? 
It was, it, it, you know, I was a bit startled. It was loud. It was my first accident. No um, way. Really? You know, ever? It, yeah. Ever. Oh, wow. So he is, a, he is a very good driver. He just know, got so. his license last month. <laughs> <laughs> hey, don't tell the truth. You don't need to disclose that to everybody. But he's been driving for 25 years. <laughs> yeah, just illegally. L- listen, I'm used to, uh, you know, drivers driving us around. This Hello. is difficult. <laughs> oh, this is difficult. <laughs> I, I'm just not a DIY kind of guy. You know? <laughs> You're more a DUI kind of guy. Oh! Oh, man. Uh, oh. oh, somebody's getting shanked. Oh, Lord. Hey, it's Lord. about time. It's about time. I, I think the Pagoda title has to be just, uh, you know, shifted. It's got to be whoever's shanking goes to them. Oh, man. Yeah, good. but no. it, it happened really quickly. And I was kind of, re- it, I just didn't know what to do. And the car just really stopped because all these new cars, apparently, it rested for two minutes and I couldn't even move, you know, uh, I guess. Stuck I the, yeah. <laughs> Don't confuse me here again. But uh, yeah. Anyway. A stick. It was kind of really embarrassing. But uh, it is what it is. The scotch pounding continued after that. Of course yeah, it did. Absolutely. Here, just to calm my nerves down, please. Please. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're glad everybody's all right. You didn't kill Ricky. I heard he was close to getting the... Uh... Yeah, I don't think he would have felt anything. <laughs> <laughs> Was this right in front of your table? <laughs> right in front. They were oh sitting outside. Oh it was where, you know. I wish I was there. <laughs> on the sidewalk. I mean, how much room is there between the sidewalk and the road? No, but bam, bam, that's why I didn't, th- I didn't think we texted you after that because I think we all were just <laughs> in shock. Yeah, in shock. Let's turn it around for Pagoda now with a clip from his impromptu birthday celebration from the Partagas Collabra episode number 14. We love some sabered champagne. I don't. I don't know what else to compare this it to. Is it a, a P two? More like an MDO. Doesn't hmm. it like an LGC MDO number four? Not it's, the anise finish. No. I get I don't to know. me. This Sweetness. tastes all like all partagus. It just tastes like a concentrated aged partagus with the smaller ring gauge. It's beautiful. That's all those characteristics are there. Um, this would go really sweeter well. though. Sweeter notes. I thought. Go yeah. well with champagne. Yeah. 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 Yeah, right? yeah sure. A little Paul Roger. <laughs> Senator. <laughs> where's your where's, where's your the saber? Pop a bottle. <laughs> where's the saber? It would go great with it would go great with champagne. I'm just saying this all the time now. I'm just saying like I'm hey, just, hey I'm, Senator. I'm just saying, really? Senator, it go would go really great well with, some with champagne. champagne. <laughs> just saying it would go right. great with champagne. All right. This, this if you have champagne. We're gonna have to take a quick timeout. We'll be right back after these messages. Oh <laughs> my god. No, he's not. He is. He's doing Are you it. serious? Do it. I love it. I love it. Don't hit Dakota in the fucking don't chop his head off. <laughs> Okay, we're back. Happy birthday. We have a bottle of Paul Roger. Senator is ready with his saber in honor of Pagoda's birthday tomorrow. Thank you, guys. And uh, this is very exciting. Before I saber this, this just goes back to our earlier discussions. Champagne pairs fantastically with cigars. We did not intend to pair this cigar with champagne, but I think we all took a few puffs and know what we needed. So quick trip down to the cellar. Happy birthday, Pagoda. Let's do it. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Let's do this. Thank you, Senator. Thank you, everybody. Yeah. Oh, perfect. Oh, perfect every time. Perfect every time. Wow. Beautiful. Wow. 
Happy birthday, Pagoda. Fantastic. Sabered it right oh, off. Oh, that's beautiful. Look at that. Well done, Senator. Well, this could this night oh. is not going the way that I expected. Let's this put it that way. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> oh, yeah. Thank, Thank you, Senator. Wow, this fantastic. This you like great. that? I like oh, it. You like that? Wow. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Another well done sabering there, uh, Senator. You know what the best part is? Oh, yeah. I was hold, withholding like excessive yeah. enjoyment of the cigar oh. while Senator was oh, yes. gathering the uh, accoutrement for the, oh. the sabering. Yeah. Oh, and God. It's, it, I lit it up and it's just amazing. <laughs> oh. All right. We got to do a uh, cheers. Cheers. I got scolded cheers. last time. Indeed, we do. Hold on. Let's wait till Senator's done pouring. Grazie. Excellent. This so is so exciting. Mm. All right. It's so good when it hits your lips. <laughs> Cheers to Pagoda. Cheers to Pagoda. Cheers. Happy Pagoda. Birthday. Happy Cheers. Birthday. Thank you, guys. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Thank you. Yeah. And to an epic lizard night. An epic Cheers, night. boys. Cheers. 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 Wait till uh, thank senior, you, senator, 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 senator. Senator, thank you, senator. Thank you. Enjoy. Thank Cheers. You. Cheers, boys. Thank Cheers. 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 Love Cheers. you guys. Cheers. Paul Roger. Mm. Paul Roger and Apartheid. Is there any better combo? Oh, my God. Right, it goes right. perfect with this thing. Let's try it with the cigar now. Oh. Whoever suggested this, who, who was it? Puba. Yeah. Yeah. I, think, Rooster, I, I Puba? think it was Rooster, Rooster, actually. Oh, maybe, yeah. Yeah, I think, I think it was Rooster, Rooster that suggested this, this the champagne. This is a great suggestion. A great as, great as you champagne. see, you don't have to twist my arm for champagne. <laughs> <laughs> Not only did Senator introduce us to champagne this year, he also shared his love of great wine and how it pairs with cigars in episode eight. Speaking of vaults, I mean, we're busting Rooster's balls, but Senator has quite a collection of wine in his cellar. I do love wine. He's a wine guy. So how, ma- how many bottles of wine do you think you... Okay, let's, let's go first. How many, how many bottles of wine do you buy a week? I usually, for a while now, I've now slowed down because I had a storage issue where I was running out of places for it. I had to clear out a storage closet in my basement and make that into essentially a cellar to just have the reserve space to store a lot more. But for a while, every weekend I was buying a case, so mm-hmm. a case a week. Wow. And, w- and was your was your quantity uh, level? I mean, I consume a lot. I was just gonna. That's so where I'm going. <laughs> you know, Do you drink it in the shower? Well, <laughs> not not in the shower like Puba. But to, to your point, you know, it was so funny. I, I feel like a colleague of mine had heard I'm a big wine guy. And was asking me like, "Oh, I hear you have a really, uh, I hear you have a really big wine collection." I said, "Well, I'm not sure how much I would call it a collection because wine doesn't last very long in my house. I buy a lot of wine, but we also consume a lot of wine, so." Um, you know, I, I'm not, I, I'm sort of, I guess, like rooster in that, you know, cigars are meant to be consumed. They're meant to be smoked. And absolutely, I feel the same way about wine. There are very, very few bottles of wine that are going to last more than a few years in my cellar. Some maybe I've left for five or more years, but the vast majority, they're there to drink and share when, you know, I'm, we're hosting dinner parties or stuff like that. I mean, you're not, you're not buying like Bordeaux and stuff and storing them, letting them sit for no, a while. No, I'm not a there. huge Bordeaux guy, believe it or not. I mean, I actually like a lot of New World wine. Um, so I'm like, I'm a big California, you know, Napa cab guy. Um, I would say probably the wine I enjoy least is Italian wine. I've really tried to make an effort to get into Italian wine. I found one Chianti a Reserva that I really liked that shockingly did extremely well one year in, in Wine Spectator. Um, and I, I I got a case or two of that that I, I'm still holding. But 
Um, for the most part, outside of New World wine, there are a lot of good French wines. Just I'm not all in on Bordeaux because some of them can be so dr- just bone dry that I, I just don't really love the the flavor in that. I mean, Oregon's got some great wine now. There, there's so many good wines. So Pinots out of Oregon, right? A lot. It's exactly right. I mean, the Willamette Valley in Oregon is it makes some of the best Pinot in the world. Would you would you consider that as like a side hustle? Become a sommelier. I was just thinking. So that. I, I always joke. I, I've said this to my wife, uh, and and I think she's on board with this because I remember the first year we went out to Napa. I was so excited as as a as a wine person to go out and spend a lot of time in Napa. My wife, she likes drinking wine, but she's I, I, at the time at least didn't appreciate wine the same way I did. And we left that trip, and and her first question was, "Can can we retire out here? This is amazing." She loved it, and so I've always half jokingly, but I'm I'm actually pretty serious at this point. I would love to retire someday and actually try to become like a, a master psalm. I, nice. I would have cool. so much fun. Well, you have the cigar element covered. That's right. Yeah, you do. Because that is part of the exam, I think. Am I wrong? I think it is. I don't know that it's part of the exam. I but think they have, way, to, I mean, they, have to like, they have to like understand different cigars, different origins of cigars. Yeah, I think so. I don't know. I didn't see that. But, but, but to your point about that, I mean, you know, to – appreciate cigars and review them in the way they do you know your palate's gotta be able to pick out those flavor notes and things like that and you know we did a we've done blind tastings on this podcast and it's hard to guess and when you're a master psalm i mean you've got to pick out the the region the the grape the region year i mean it's so difficult but that's what makes it really fun when you drink enough of it just like when you smoke enough cigars you're you're able to pick a lot of that out The guys had some wild fun at my expense this year. Enjoy Puba's rant on my salad after effects, the roast of my night with Chivas, and a visit from Bill O'Reilly. Is Puba subdued today? Got to get you up. What do you, uh, <laughs> you want to? You want me to? to I need be some animated. I need back the, from Florida. I need the animated. Came Before we came on air, he was teeing <laughs> off on me, and then as soon as I clicked record, he. Oh, turned into oh, yeah. well, no, He's I, Professor oh, yeah. Puba now. <laughs> well, I mean, I think that your belching is a problem. Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> so you know, so Gizmo, our esteemed illustrious producer, um, who has so many redeeming qualities, has some qualities that are that are that we could call them. I don't know. How would, you, how would you characterize them? Just slightly quirky. Um, uh, he eats salads while driving, uh, actually, which think- is so odd. I mean, I would—I've I, never eaten a salad. Who the fuck does he that? Told, he told me the other day. Oh yeah, he belched last last session we recorded. Well, I try to get it and out I before said, we go on and air. I, and I mentioned something. You know, what's what's going? Like, what did you eat? Like, like because I'm I'm detecting <laughs> can, something can I refer in the you air. to a medical doctor, <laughs> right? Like like the belching because he, he just he doesn't cover his mouth. He doesn't like do the thing where he chokes the belch. He just. He just belches it out, and he goes. He goes. Oh, I just I, I, I ate a salad in the car. <laughs> I go. I, go, you. <laughs> I like, do. What? I do. <laughs> I go. I go. <laughs> Wait. You ate a salad in the car? I mean, think about trying to do that. <laughs> And drive. It's not like a crunch wrap supreme. I have two hands and a fork. You can just Christmas defense here. Yeah. He does drink a lot of seltzer. I drink a lot of seltzer. <laughs> I mean, he, he pounds too like much. a gallon of seltzer. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, a lot. Every hour. <laughs> yeah, like I'll drink like six of these. What are they? I don't know if they're liters. What are these? 
Yeah, the, see there, yeah. you have a whole. See there, it is one liter. I drink. A, I drink about five or six yeah. of these liters a day. Wow! Like just move to like mineral water. Like I'm good. You know, it's less bu- bubbles. You don't burp as much. I, listen, I just I try to get it out before we come on air. I'm trying to be considerate to the listener. Okay. I mean, I, you guys are the. You know, you take the brunt of that. No, I understand. That and might, I'm fine I, with it. I mean, we're we're friends. <laughs> it's okay. Well, well, and to that point, you know, why fought it and raced it when you can burp it and taste it? <laughs> What? <laughs> Where did that come Pagoda. from? Pagoda strikes again. Oh, yeah. Uh, I think he just struck at the entire group. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's yeah, I, I think, think that's probably just for being in the dress box. Dress box. I like that. Yeah. But, you know, that, off, that you know, we've talked about that before. That, that often causes that tightness in the draw that shouldn't be there construction <laughs> oh sorry what is going <laughs> on Pagoda just said fuck Pagoda. it started lighting he up. did say fuck it <laughs> I'm, right, I'm right behind I'm him. right let's behind him too let's do it let's light it the fuck are we wasting time for the punch punch <laughs> alright hold, hold on boys he doesn't have audio because he lit a cigar and put his headphones in light <laughs> who's that no check. Christmas kid is so angry <laughs> right now. He sounds like a. Sounds like I'll a, do it live. What are you, a fucking <laughs> Bill O'Reilly? Yeah. <laughs> I can't do it. <laughs> do it. Fuck it. Do it. Fuck live. it. We'll do it live. I'll write it. We'll do it live. Fucking thing sucks. <laughs> I didn't even draw. I lit five. it, but I didn't draw on it yet. It's just kind of. What is for credit? I don't know what that means to play us out. What does that mean? <laughs> To end the show? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, go, go. In five, four, three. That's tomorrow, and that is it for us today. Tomorrow, and that is it. Yeah. Five, four, three. That's tomorrow, and that is it for us today, and we will leave you with a. I, I can't do it. <laughs> we'll do it live. <laughs> no, we'll do it live. Fuck it. <laughs> do it live. I'll write it and we'll do it live. Fucking thing sucks. Perfect. All right, good. Let's go. Five, four, three. Perfect timing. That's tomorrow. We got to keep that in. We got to keep that in. I would keep that in. All right, boys. We're lighting the punch punch. Needs to play us out. What does that mean? (laughs) To end the show? Let's light them. That's tomorrow, and that is it. Yeah. Fucking thing sucks. <laughs> that is it for us today. And That's it. Thanks for tuning day. into the podcast, everybody. <laughs> yeah, do, it. We'll do it live. Okay. Oh, we'll do it live. <laughs> we're doing it live, baby. This is the content we're becoming known oh, for. Oh, God. Guys, we had a production snafu for the listener. We had a production snafu, and Gizmo <laughs> lost lost his fucking mind on Pagoda. I mean, his headphones weren't working. He lit the cigar too early, and he's going to have to just get over it. It was a major protocol he breach. Fucking, he was like Bill O'Reilly in here in the studio. You know, the best part is Pagoda didn't give a fuck. He just sat there. It's just like, you're going to take care of this, right? <laughs> fucking screaming at him. <laughs> What are you doing? What are you doing? Your headphones aren't. Your headphones aren't. Did you, did you fuck it up? Did you did fuck, you it, fuck up? it up? Did you fuck with it? Did you not put it on? <laughs> oh, it's, God. P- it's pagoda. Like just I did not say any of those things, you uh, asshole. It's on tape, brother. Right, we'll pull the tape. We'll pull the tape.
Oh, gosh. This tastes great, by the way. (laughs) Great cigar. We're doing it live. (laughs) I want to hear how he got wasted on this. (laughs) Because I wasn't there. I wasn't at this place that this happened. Cover your ears, Gizmo. (laughs) So wants to start? Are we? Are we? Are we going there? Yeah. Oh, we're going. We're going. Oh, are we going there? We're going there. there. I'm pretty confident saying the only reason Puba picked up this bottle is to go there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So for the listener, buckle in. I want to. Yeah, I want to prime it for the listener. This was a legendary lizard night. I wasn't there. Yeah. I'm I'm sorry. I I I wasn't either. Actually, you you weren't there. I wasn't there. It was just. It was just me, Puba. Rooster, Puba, and Gizmo. And shit fuck. Oh, is that <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. So, dude, so this <laughs> So so we're at we're at our, we're at oh, the lounge we all met at. Really nice, elegant lounge, but it closes at 9.58. What was it? Yeah, nine like 9.58. And um, if you've been listening to the podcast, we go longer than that. <laughs> uh, 10 o'clock doesn't work for us 10 o'clock doesn't really work for us nor should it for for most people i mean uh so the hours are not reasonable at this place so we would look for alternatives and one of the alternatives um locally is this local indian restaurant and uh uh the owner who we're friends with happens to let us smoke cigars in there which is fantastic uh from time to time not all the time but you know late at night nobody's in there and we would crack the doors or whatever. And so we we go in and um, we didn't light any cigars yet. I, actually, I don't even know if we smoked cigars that night, did we? I don't think we did. I don't think we did. No. Um, we, we, so we walk in and, uh, and the owner of this Indian restaurant, uh, great guy, dynamic guy, funny guy. Um, he's got a full bottle of, of Chivas 18 on the table. And he's running his whole scene in there he right he's running his whole ecosystem he's got an ecosystem that he runs and And this is after the restaurant had closed closed, so it was him and this lady was sitting at the at the table they were they were meeting about uh, uh, she was she was apparently there what was her name since 6 p.m we just know her as shit fuck (laughs) (laughs) right so 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 she so she got yeah we only call her shit fuck so so the owner of the restaurant's hanging out with this woman who we ended up because she called us shit fucks because she called us shit fucks. So I, I she, basically we were talking about she was talking about her kids and she goes she goes you know she goes I don't understand these kids they 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 talk back to me and I'm like you shit fuck like that and I and 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 I'm like I'm like wow shit fuck and she's like shit fuck I'm like you you're shit fuck and she's like you're shit fuck and then I guess. <laughs> that's it so we just started calling her shit fuck and she didn't mind she thought it was funny and um and so now it's a term of affection she calls her kids shit, shit fuck. Fuck. <laughs> i'm like come on shit fuck have another drink because i'm like i can't believe she's talking like this it was uh, yeah her mouth and everything and i and i and she was like shit fuck these shit fucks i go yeah i go shit fuck so i kept calling her shit fuck she thinks it's funny everybody is is drinking and and, and we're drinking the shivis regal so uh so gizmo is there and, and rooster's sitting to the right of me gizmo's sitting to the left of me and and we start drinking and uh it's not an ask like i need a refill the owner of the restaurant mr s let's call him mr s he just he just fills up your drink as you're moving along you'll be like talking 
and then you'll turn back and your drink and then it's just full it's indian hospitality it's indian hospitality yes. precisely so long story short i look over at gizmo and he's it's like as if someone threw water on the gremlin you know what i mean <laughs> like his his like there's weird he's which weird things are starting to happen. His eyes are going all kind of crazy. Like, and I'm like, what's up, kids? And he's like, he's like, uh, he's like, I gotta go through payroll. I gotta go. What time was this? 2 a.m.? About midnight. It's like fucking oh, yeah. midnight, right? Payroll at midnight. He goes, I gotta go do payroll. We're like, you gotta do payroll now? He's like, yeah, I gotta deliver, I gotta do this, I gotta do that, I gotta do payroll. I'm like, oh. the payroll. I look at I look at Rooster, he looks at me, he goes, fucking payroll. What the fuck is he doing? We're like talking about him in front of him, he doesn't even know what's going on. So I, you know, we're like, whatever, whatever. And he he walks out to his vehicle. And I rem- and we were wrapping up kind of anyway. No, we thought he left. <laughs> we were like, all right, he's got to do payroll. So yeah, we let him go, which wasn't the most responsible thing as a friend. But anyway, he's an adult. He's got to take responsibility for his actions. He walked out the door. And, um, and we thought he had gone. And we're going back to our car. And I see. An next, hour later. Next thing I know, <laughs> I'm looking at this, this Volkswagen. And there he is. He's in the Volkswagen. And the RT on. Right. And I and I look inside and he's asleep. <laughs> <laughs> he's completely unconscious. Right? And I go, I go, Rooster, come here, you gotta see this. Uh, <laughs> I go, look at look inside. I go, Gizmo's fucking I, shot. I wish you would have taken he's a photo. Fucking shot. Uh, and, then, and then Rooster says, he goes, Is that vomit in the car? And I'm like, Definitely, that's vomit in the car. The entire passenger side of the vehicle is covered mm-hmm. in puke. So I knock on the door, <laughs> wake him up, and I look at him and I go, he snaps right too, like nothing. Like he, he seems like he's totally straight. I said, hey, man, you should. I'm done with peril. I don't think you should drive. <laughs> and he goes, uh, he, he goes, nothing you do. And I go, listen, man, you own a business. You can't do this. You're not driving anywhere. And he said, he said, oh, you're right. You're right. And that was it. And then we just pulled him out of the car. The, uh, Rooster drove Rooster drove him home. And that was it. For well, well, hold on. I, I heard he christened Rooster's. Yeah. Uh, the side of Rooster's uh, the car. The color of his car changed. I heard. Well, I just said, I just said, listen, man, I got to drive you home. He was like, <laughs> yeah, he got in. Yeah, he got, he got in. And, uh, you know, the whole way home, we had the window, window down. And uh, I think he. He, he gave you a new paint job. You a new paint job. <laughs> this is humiliating, I know. But 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 this is the. I reality. knew it was coming as soon as I saw as Shivas on the uh, the itinerary tonight. I was like, oh, the only thing I heard. Over. The only thing I heard. I I feel like Gizmo needs an attorney right now, so I'm just going <laughs> to play a fake one for the podcast sake. Um, I I did remember. Gizmo saying that he had told the owner he didn't want any more shivas. I was putting my and hand I over heard the, the glass. That the, that the owner was pouring the oh, shivas yes, through his fingers yes. into the glass. Oh, that's exactly what happened. Oh, and that's exactly what happened. I was begging him to stop pouring, and he was. <laughs> I was covering the glass with my hand, and he was pouring through my hand. Were but you it, drinking it, to a straw? I mean. But but I'd like to also put in context for the listener, please, just so everyone understands. One, Giz is not a big drinker at all. Uh, he's not a huge drink. Like, he, you know, he doesn't overindulge. Uh, but for the record, also, Gizmo didn't drink in college, which is the reason this happened. That is true. Yes, that's true. And, and, and so he, he, he's vomited, but 
you know, subsequently to that uh, as <laughs> yeah. well. Um, uh, uh, but so he's a puker is what I'm trying to say is, is that a, I want to provide context in that he's a little bit of a puker. You're really helping with the context. Well, no, <laughs> no, because I don't want to make it seem like you're that guy who's like constant because you don't, uh, me, I drink, you, you kind of drink, I, you know, Thing. He hit. He hit. He hit up Senator Sink one night. Yeah, we, we he, could he have claimed it on water. I mean, that, that was the best one. That was the best one. So we we had a legendary night at my place. This is about four months after the Shivas yes. incident, <laughs> right? Which, which the at the time, you know, Gizmo said, "Oh, it was just that night. I I'm not a puker. I never. This never happens to me." This only happened to me at a Van Halen concert in like 1994. <laughs> and you're like, okay. <laughs> so we have this this great night at my place, and this was uh, sort of when the the. I had spread my love for caviar and rubbing caviar, champagne, cigars, all this. Sushi, sushi, sushi Cari- catered, karaoke, I mean, karaoke on oh, my yeah. deck. I mean, oh, it was, it was a wonderful. Whole thing. It was a wonderful day. Paul Roger, Paul Roger, Saber, 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 Saber Roger, yes. everything. Yeah. And uh, fast forward, I noticed Gizmo. So part of the problem I noticed everyone was pouring for themselves, and I, Gizmo was actually sitting right next to me that night. I'm looking at his glass, and it, it's like a Mr. S pour. Dude. I mean, he's just filling up it his was own full. glass. Of every, what? I'm sorry, I missed it. Of, of McCallum 12. McCallum 12. McCallum 12. I still remember. He, he had the oh, bottle next to him. because you had the bottle next to him next, next on the deck. And he just kept filling. And I was like, ooh, boy, that, that's an aggressive pour. Dude. And I'm like, all right, you know, maybe he can. One after another was a full glass. <laughs> it was It was full. a full fucking glass. It was full. Most. I Ubered that night. And I Ubered that he night. did. And then you fast forward. I noticed. I'm like. Giz has been in the bathroom for a long time. <laughs> and I see, I look like through the sliding glass door and I see there's like a line to use my bathroom. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, something's not right here. How long can it take to, you know, take a piss? So I go inside. And, <laughs> and I go inside and just open the bathroom and Giz is just standing over the sink and my sink met Gizmo in a way it never hoped to. Wow. There was God knows how much worth of caviar and sushi in the sink. And also, I'd just like to say like, like Senator's bath, like, like guest bathroom. It's very nice. It's pristine. It's a very nice. Like, pristine. It's very, very nice. And it's like, this isn't like an American standard, oh, no. you know, sink that your grandmother had. This is like a flat sink not to be puked in and stuff. It's it a, a fucking disaster. It's a custom Duravit sink, modern, crisp, yeah, and pristine. Yeah, it's like built into the wall oh, and yeah. shit. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's like, you know, real, it's the real thing. It was it's, like a, it's like a fucking $11,000 sink yeah, or something. At least. You know what I mean? <laughs> at least. And the, the best part is just Gizmo looks at me and he goes, it, it was the water. I was I was just trying to shovel water in my mouth and, and it, right. that's how it happened. It was the water. It was the water. He <laughs> goes sitting there like this is not the fucking water. He goes, This is so much water. And then <laughs> then we so we we split up into so now we're like SEAL team sixing him. Yes. We're like, okay, we've got to Because I'm trying gonna, to fix it. We're gonna yeah, cut so this is the worst part. So <laughs> I was Gizmo, trying, I was trying <laughs> to fix Gizmo, it. Gizmo, who's usually Mr. Fix It, but in this state was no. doing the exact opposite. He's like trying to rip the drain. I'm like, Gizmo, just get out of the bath. No, 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 I got it, I got it. I'm telling Rooster, I'm like, Rooster, just get him out of the bathroom so I can try to fix this. And I had to plunge the sink. And well, finally, there were chunks. Worked. When I, when, <laughs> we, we, okay. So you just gotta, for the listener, you have to have the visual of, of like, of, <laughs> of a senator. Because <laughs> he's not a real tool guy. I mean, he may, 
do spring plantings or whatever he does, <laughs> but he's not, he's no. not Bam. I mean, Bam Bam can, Bam Bam can climb up the side of a fucking tree and like chop that. a limb off or like do that. climb on somebody's roof. He, yes. he could build a house. He could build a fucking house, this guy. Now, you know, you got sitting, he goes and he grabs his toolbox. Yeah, I actually had to bring This toolbox. fucking toolbox, dude, it's like right off Amazon. None of the shit's been fucking used. I'm like, there's stuff with plastic on it and, and barcodes and shit still. I'm like, dude, what is this toolbox? It's like, yeah, I'm going to have to. I'm going to have to really address this. Like, I gotta, he was so serious. <laughs> his wife was away and everything. And he's like, I can't have Yeah, this. can you imagine? My a wife plumber. comes home and it's like, why is there sushi in our bathroom <laughs> sink? Uh, Clogged in the drain. Oh, in the drain. Oh, I mean, smells, my goodness. Oh, it's unbelievable. Oh. And he's trying to use this toolbox. It was very funny. But um, you'll have to give me credit. I fixed it. You did. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. So yes, Giz did. had like dislodged the stopper, which I had to reattach. It's the only time in, in the time I've known Senator, we get along very well. <laughs> it's the only time he's ever been irritated <laughs> <Yeah>. with me <laughs> at a degree that I knew it was that night. <laughs> it was that moment. Yeah. I remember him yelling. I remember very distinctly him yelling at Rooster, get Gizmo the hell out of here. Yeah. Out of the bathroom. Get him out of the, bathroom. the house. Just, no, the bathroom. just out of the bathroom. Yeah. That wasn't easy. <laughs> so the moral of the story to the young listeners out there, do not overly hydrate while you're drinking. Yeah, it's the water. Yeah, don't do that. Yeah, it's, the water. You it's hydrate, the water. You hydrate before or the morning after? <laughs> not during. No. Oh, but we love you so much. And then you, you know, genius producer, and we love you, but, you know, sometimes... Sometimes he malfunctions. Well, listen, sometimes, that was like... That's, that's why you're gizmo. I mean, it's you know? because... If, if, you know, the wrong ingredients go in or you get exposed to certain things, you can have, well, you have like, you know, you have food vendettas too. Vendettas. <laughs> like he's, got, he's got certain dietary vendettas. Like he won't eat dairy. Like it's a vendetta. It's true. You know? I am. I'm yeah. anti-dairy. Anti-dairy. Just because so I don't like how it makes things, me feel. It's not an emotional gizmo, You can fix everything and you're smart. And you're, you can, you, there's certain ingredients that if you mix with you, uh, he's he a, explodes. He's a gremlin. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's hope that uh, three's not a charm because those two were plenty for the roast tonight. Yes. The roast of Gizmo tonight. Holy moly, boys. Uh, it is nice to see you able to drink Chivas again because you swore you couldn't drink it again, but you're it being is a good, good sport today. It is so good. Right? It's nice when I'm pouring it myself yes. in a reasonable manner. Yes. As opposed yeah, we, to. We know exactly how that ends. <laughs> <laughs> a gizmo pour is a term for a reason. Yes. Mm -hmm. Oh, boy. What a uh, night. Well, I'm very thankful that you guys recapped those stories for me. That was, and the listeners, thank you guys so much. Well, we try to share, you know. <laughs> Sharing is caring. <laughs> we learned a lot about a variety of different spirits this year. Here's a great clip of Grinder explaining the distillation process of Elay PD Scotch from episode nine. So I'm I'm dying to take a sip of the Lagavulin Scotch that we have here. I'm dying to take a sip and, and pair this. So Lagavulin 16 year aged Scotch. Grinder, our resident uh, Scotch expert. Tell, tell <laughs> not, us so, not gonna, by any means. By the way, I'm going to sip this. Means. I'm going to sip this, and I want to hear. It's great on the nose. Very nice on the nose. Very nice. I'm, I'm interested to see what Giz thinks of it. <laughs> well, this, this was very controversial with Giz uh, the first time he had it. Yeah. We'll have to tell that story. I had, the, I, I had an amateur palate at the time. <laughs> no, yeah, primitive, primitive, primitive. Primitive, excuse me. Primitive, primitive palate at primitive the time. Palate. It's a little more refined now. Yeah, but. I would say. You, every, 
you've rounded out a lot of the rough edges. I have <laughs> in, in a lot of ways. <laughs> <laughs> look at your cabinet. Look at your whiskey selection. It's true. Yeah. Um, so this is a personal favorite of mine. This is one of my favorite scotch of all time. Um, it has a lot of sentimental value for me because when I first started drinking it, I drank it with good friends of mine in Germany, still good friends of mine, Germans who, you know, I was 22, 23 years old working over there on a project and was there for a better, almost a year. And we used to be in a, um, this little small town in the Rhineland called Guterslow. And it was like this, there was nothing there except for this park hotel that we used to stay at. And they would say, this is the scotch we're going to drink. We're going to try to drink this a lot. And then we did. <laughs> it was it was really special. But but it really kind of started my introduction to uh, uh, PD Scotch. And, um, you know, it, the, they, have, they make different, obviously, like all distilleries. Um, they make a lot of different aged. These are sherry, mostly sherry um, uh, casks. But they do sherry and bourbon casks, kind of mixed. Um, and the I, one of the funny things about this brand is that it's it's notoriously or not notoriously famously is associated with Nick Hofferman, who's who's uh, Ron Swanson. Ron Swanson, yeah. Because Ron Swanson's character in Parts and Recreation was like the man's man. He like only ate red meat and was like no nonsense. You know, had a certain proclivities and political views that were associated with that whole ethos, and he was just like a lot like Puba, <laughs> and and you know, and um, and and since that that uh, episode, or not just that episode, that whole show, he is now he has like his I think he has his own Lagavulin Scotch, that's like an eight year Nick Offerman special edition uh, Lagavulin, but. Um, Back to the basics, it's an Elay scotch. So Elay scotch is, is famously peaty because of all the peat marshes, especially in the southern part of the island. Um, the most famous peaty scotch is obviously Lafroig. Yeah, I Lefroig, can't. That is, that is, I can't do that. It's yeah. gasoline in I a bottle. I can't do it. I can't I'm sorry. With that. So this, I think this distillery is, you know, just has been around for a while, probably early, early 1800s, um, like, like most of them. Um, and like most of them, they were probably distilling for a long time before then, uh, illegally, because that's just kind of what the Scotch did, the Scots did. Um, and they, um, I think they actually got into quite a few legal battles with their neighbor, the Lafroig Distillery, because they saw a couple of the distillers who founded the Lagavulin saw the success that Lafroig was having. And they said, we want to make something similar and make this an Elay like an e-leg kind of scotch. And they did. And it turned out to be to taste very different. So if you tasted Lafroig and then you taste Lagavulin right next to it, you certainly know notice a difference. The peat is more softer. There's a more there's more sweetness. You can definitely get some in, of the sherry. In the, in the Lagavulin? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And um to the benefit, it didn't taste like to their benefit, I think it didn't taste like um like Lafroig. Now, one of the things that makes it different is that their pot stills are very shallow. They're like pear pot stills, um, or and they're not as high. So what that happens is this this scotch you could, it's kind of it's kind of thick. Its viscosity is it's a little heavy, and the reason is is because when when you have a pot still that's short, a lot of the particulates don't get 
don't you know they 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 stay with the they they don't get uh, sucked out of the uh, um, not sucked out but they they stay with the the vapors as they go up and it's distilled. You know what's funny as you say about viscosity? If you turn your cup to the side, oh yeah, you'll kind of see it. It's like it's like molasses. It is. Yeah. It, it kind of stays on the side of the glass. It's got some legs. That's yeah. pretty wild. Yeah, that's pretty wild. So that's why is because it has these short pair uh, pear shaped pot stills, um, copper pots, and um, and it because it's shorter. A lot of the particulates in the peat remain in it, um, but also a lot of the particulates from the sherry um, uh, casks remains in it as well. We've mentioned a few pyramids during the best of, as we reviewed quite a few this year. Here's a clip of the conclusion of the 2022 Battle of the Cuban Pyramids. So what are the torpedoes? Just remind us all. All right, so the other ones that we've, that we've done so far. Yep. We did the San Cristobal de la Habana La Punta. That you all loved. <laughs> we did, we'll discuss that. We did the Vegas Romania Unicos, the Monte Cristo number two, the Partagas series P number two, and the 2014 H. Upman number two. So I, I just quickly want to go back uh, to the ratings of the other pyramids. Uh, we went through them before. So this fits uh, in uh, the number five slot of six, uh, right above the San Cristobal de la Habana La Punta. That was a 5.9. This was a 6.2. So do you think that is appropriate? I do. Yeah, I think so. I yeah. think both cigars, the flavor was incredibly muddled, mm. and I didn't get a whole lot out of it for most of those smokes. So I, for me, I think they're right where they should be. Agreed. Yeah. Cool. So again, Upman 2 and 9.8, the P2 and 8.7, Monty 2 and 8.4, Vegas, Romania, Unicos, and 8.2, uh, the San Cristobal, De La Habana La Punta was a 5.9. And the Diplomaticos number two tonight, boys, was a 6.2. Right so, above it. Yeah. So that alongside the Fortaleza Reposado at an 8.3. I think, uh, I think we got our money's worth tonight, at yeah. least on the tequila. A lot of listeners have told us they relate to the various mindsets we've discussed one can have while smoking a cigar. Here's a deep discussion we did on the topic from episode 46. You guys, something just crossed my mind. Do you guys know that feeling that you get when, like, I, I'm asking if you know. Of course you know this feeling. But the feeling that you get when you smoke a cigar, and it, and even if it's just a good cigar, like a, 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 a good to very good cigar, you know, and it gives you that, like, punch where you're like, <sighs> yes. Do you know what I mean? Where yeah. it gives you that therapeutic punch. Yep. Do you know what I'm saying? And you're like, Okay, and you like settle into it, and you're having this kind of, um, like therapeutic response almost to it, where it really hits you. And like with with cigars that we really like, I feel like almost the room gets quiet for a second. Yeah, you know what I mean. And this just this particular cigar isn't. It's maybe just starting to do that now with a little bit more strength or something, maybe. But it's just not doing that for me. Like I feel like it's not like I'm fighting with it. It's just not delivering like that present that I want that a cigar to me that's like in like I'm not gonna score it now, but that's like an eight or above yeah. gives me. Do you know what I mean? It's not giving me that. And I don't know why, but it's just not delivering that kind of pleasure zone. It's not triggering that pleasure zone in my in my brain. Let me ask you do a you question about this. I do, and I I'm I'm I wanna dive into that because I think about that a lot because 
sometimes I'll have, let, let's say a cigar that I have a lot, like, like a Padron Exclusivo or um, a BBF or a Monty 2 or whatever it may be. I find that, and I, I'm curious what your answer to this is, but I find that it's not only a combo of the cigar and the environment, if I'm by myself or I'm with others, we're smoking the same thing or not, the vibe, but also just kind of where my energy is coming from my day, going into the day. It's a great conversation. I have some comments on like, that. Yeah. What is the formula for you? Personally? Yes, that you have found that helps you achieve that. So for me, and this isn't for everybody, because I've actually spoke to Senator about this multiple times. I've spoke to, I think I've spoke to you the most oh, yeah. about it. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, for me, like, when I'm really stressed out, yeah. like if, you know, we all get there, you know, whether it's about work or life or whatever, when, you know, you yeah, have yeah, one yeah. of those days, sometimes like to me, a cigar, I have to be in the month to enjoy a cigar, and I'm in that mindset now, ready to enjoy. Um, but for me, when I'm stressed out, it's kind of hard to get in the mindset for me to unwind enough to actually let, let the cigar present itself for me, for me to take my time with it, and for me to be in that kind of a meditative mindset where I can sit and just enjoy a cigar, listen to music, have a drink by myself, yeah, you know, and smoke it. Um, almost like that feeling where you'd have like, you know what, I don't really want to go out tonight because I'm just, I had such a rough day. It's that kind of a day. Um, but I, to me, cigar, now other people feel differently in this room and everybody's Absolutely. different yeah. where they're like, if I had a stressful day, I really need to have a cigar to unwind. Yeah. Right. I fall somewhere in the middle there. Like if I have a medium stressful day, a cigar to unwind is great. But if I have a super stressful day or something, that's not what I'm looking for. Because I can't just get in that meditative, for me to get to the meditative state where I can actually accept the delivery of it and like be into it, yeah. I'm too preoccupied to even enjoy it. It doesn't take me out. Now, so I don't know where I'm going, but I guess what I'm saying is, is that everybody's different and that, and that um, when you're in the mindset, when I'm like in the best of circumstances for me, where I'm like, I want to really have a cigar in optimal circumstances mentally. This still, this isn't giving me that, yeah. that delivery where it's like, oh my God, like this is really so nice. Do you know what I mean? It's not sure. doing that. Sure. I, I feel exactly opposite. In fact, uh, me and my friends, when we started smoking cigars and we'd get together, we'd call it our therapy sessions. And the reason was we'd go to bars and we'd in loud, you know, uh, environments, barely having a conversation, and your conversations are very different. You have a stressful day, you hang out with a couple of buddies, you're hanging out, smoking a cigar, and maybe the first cigar doesn't deliver, but by the way, you would get to the second cigar, you'd be in such a relaxed state. And that's what really drove us to cigars. And for us, it was called a therapy session. In fact, we still call it our therapy sessions. And if we were to open up a cigar lounge, we'd call it a therapy session. Um, it's it's you're right everyone feels differently about cigars and for for me um uh every time i have a stressful day i want to go sit down you know be in my solitude have my cigar have a cup of coffee or a drink and just chill and you know within a couple of cigars i'm really good to go and then i'm back to you know being you know the husband 
uh, or the citizen of, uh, you know, um, in the community. But uh, uh, the cigars really helped me unwind because it gives me that hour, hour and a half, yeah. two hours of just being in the quiet zone, in the solitude. That's great. Yeah. Yeah, I think, I, I think I'm uh, somewhere uh, in the middle. I mean, closer to Pagoda in that I think for me, cigars are like my version of therapy. But um, I can relate also to what Poop is saying in the sense that I think the best smokes are always celebratory smokes. Yes. When you're on Absolutely. vacation, when That's right. you have a great day, you know, at work, you know, whatever the case may be, nothing beats the feeling of being in a good mood and a cigar just putting you on cloud nine. The, yeah, yeah, exactly. Nothing That's, beats that. Nothing beats that. But you're right. I mean, like, yeah, I fall a little bit more into the middle of the, like a cigar is not going it, to, it's a spectrum thing. I mean, you know, it's degrees. So it's not going to bring me out of it. I'm not reaching for it when I'm really like, ah, you know, if because of something. But if I'm in the middle and I'm with people, yeah, it's yeah, going to help that's, me. And that's if where I'm alone, like, no. I can relate on both sides because I, where I am more like Pagoda, though, when it is on the far other end of the spectrum, if I'm having my worst of days, I mean, my wife will just have to look at me to know I've not had a good day. And she'll say, do you want to go? Are you going to go to the lounge? Like, to the Maybe club. just have a cigar. And I'll just sit down, even yeah. if no one is around me. If I'm just by myself and I light up a cigar that I enjoy, it just brings it can bring me you back up. It can bring you up. Like, yep. I, everything's yep. fine. I can think with more clarity. I mean, there are times I'm just wrestling with a really tough work-related decision and I can just have a cigar and all of a sudden I feel like I have perfect clarity. It's like, I can't even explain it. So I'm I both, uh, I can relate to both sides there. Uh, but all that's to say, I clearly, uh, I and many of us could not live without cigars. No, absolutely, absolutely not. not. Absolutely. So honestly, for me, the meditative state that Puba mentioned is important here. I reach for a certain cigar because not every cigar is going to get me to that meditative state that I'm pursuing. That's interesting. No doubt about it. Like, I'm not going to reach for, you know, a, a lighter bodied cigar. I need something that's, gonna, that's interesting that captures me the moment I light it. An exclusivo, I'm in a cloud heaven with that mm. cigar. If that, so I reach for when I need it, I go for the specific cigar. And I've got a short list on my mind that I really love. Got to have that on, on a tough day. And it gets me right there. Interesting. So, yeah, and it allows me to kind of put my day aside. And I've only recently learned how to do that. It's not easy. I think for me, the only difference maker as far as my ability to de-stress, let's say, with a cigar or get to that state, is if I've had a very stressful day, um, sometimes I just like to smoke by myself. Those are my favorite moments. You know, Some and, of my favorite moments. And, and it, it's always balanced with, you know, we do this a couple nights a week. We smoke by ourselves a couple nights a week. When I'm really super stressed, unless we have an appointment like this, like we're going to do a pod, like I know that when I'm driving here, it's like I'm, I'm no this matter. For me, this for me is an event. Me too, yeah, I love it. I look forward to this. Absolutely. And what I'm saying, what I mean by that is on my way here, I'm trying to prepare my mind to get to the place that, that we need to do the, you know, we're going to do the pod. You know, Rooster you know? inside is laughing because he's always in his I know. He's, state. Yeah, I can't <laughs> wait to hear what he has to say. But th really the difference for me only is smoking with folks. Yeah. Or smoking by myself. Yeah. I just want to say one thing. Uh, you know, the other day, uh, Rooster and I were hanging out with uh, now a, a friend of ours, we'd call it, and we were exhausted. We were, we had spent the whole day golfing and we went for a very long dinner. And we were just exhausted. It was past uh, our buddy's uh, bedtime as well. But when Rooster pulled out the 898 
2002898. Thank you, by the way. Really appreciate it. It just woke us all up. We were fully energized. Yeah. So what a cigar, a really good cigar can do for you is just liven your mood up. And it's like a second wind. And it was great because it just changed the whole conversation. Everybody was energized. And uh, it's interesting how cigars can really just, um, you know, really influence your mood. That's yeah, wonderful. That's, that's it was wonderful. a great day. That goes it's back wonderful. to what Puba said earlier. This For him, this isn't getting him there, right? It's a good cigar, very tasty for him, but it's not giving him that body that elevates it. And that, you know, that's fair. And the complexity, I, I would argue that he chases complexity in a cigar. Yeah. So I think whether the, it's it's full or not, yeah. I'm speaking for you, but he chases a, a really sure interesting, complex cigar. And from the point of view of the listener, as they smoke more and more cigars, they're going to find the ones that they really love. Like I have my short list, as I mentioned, that I have to have when I have a terrible day. What are they? You're going to find those. Um, the BBF, okay. D4. Millennium. Uh, the Millennium, for sure. The Exclusivo. Um, QD, won't, won't, that's not sufficient for a tough day for me. Um, the uh, Upman 2, 100%. Yeah. No doubt about it. But boy, oh boy, when you think about a Davidoff Millennium. Bro? Dude, like, bro. like in just, not that I'm about to compare that to this, but like what that delivers yeah. in terms of like this. Oh. Yeah. Boy, oh boy, it's a nice cigar. Because yeah. you, know, you know what you're time. going to get you know, out you know, of that. And it's, you know, so, it's like consistent, so consistent. Just it's like, so consistent. You know what you're going to get. Yeah. Yes. But just like the Exclusivo, you know what you're going to get. But it, besides knowing what you're going to get, I could smoke this again and kind of kind of know what I'm going to get. Right. But what I'm getting, what you're getting with the Davidoff Millennium is really, really good. Yeah. The, the like, only, that's the thing. The yeah. only thing, though, I think Bam brings up a very important point because this has got me thinking now. There really is something to be said about when you're in those moments that you you need to pick me up. You've had a long day. You're you know tired. Need to pick me up in the way that Pagoda mentioned. You reach for a cigar that you know exactly what you're going to get. And even though we're smoking this cigar, sure we think we know what we're going to get in the next one. But I would even say, as much as I love the D4, I can't say that every single D4 I pick up from every single box is going to be the same. They're That's not. True. Absolutely. They're a little different. Some are going to be a little sweeter. Some are going to be a little spicier. Yeah. Some are going to have a little more baking spice. Like there's mm. all these, it's kind of a, I know I like all the variations of it, which is why I love the D4, but it got me thinking. I mean, I really, when I'm in a tough moment and I just need a cigar to just relax and unwind, I do find myself reaching a for lot for mm-hmm. a Padron, either an Exclusivo, an oh, yeah. 80th, 80th. Um, 80th yeah. or, oh, yeah. you know, a Millennium, because those are cigars that I, they're every familiar single, friend. it's not even every single box, every single time, it's the yeah. same. It's the same. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, truly, there's not much variation where even with a D4, as much as that's one of my favorite cigars of all time, there is variation where I'm not exactly certain from that particular box, unless I've smoked it before what i'm gonna get so that's so, a, so what I he just said is point. interesting unless i smoked it before if you find a box of d4s like one we you and i ordered a while ago i still have that yeah they are, all smoke incredibly good really rich and robust i'm holding on to those yeah because those for those moments that hits the fucking spot i, I do the same thing man it hits the spot yep and that's you know listen that's part of the journey right i mean even a cigar you guys have mentioned a couple of you guys have mentioned the exclusivo i've had they're all great, but I've had those exclusivos that for whatever reason, is it the cigar? Is it my mindset at the time? Is it the group I'm with? Are we laughing a lot? Are we having a great discussion like this? 
that there's like that extra 1% or extra 5% that that Exclusivo out of the same box that I've been smoking is like a holy shit moment. Yeah, man. Yeah. You know, so, even so, with oh, the yeah, same yeah, cigar. Yeah. Sometimes you kind of want to go back into your tower, like revisit some of the smokes. Like you might not have had it for a while. Like I had a, I think it was the Upman uh, 54 or even the 50 or the Kanye. Yeah. I mean, I, I used, the Kanye's were like, they didn't do it for me in the beginning. And Puba used to love the Kanye's. I, I love still do. I love and that he still cigar. does. I still and do. so I, I, I went back like after like months of not smoking that cigar, I went back, had a Kanye and it was an afternoon. It blew me away. It was so good. I don't know because it sat for a while. It kind of changed it, made it more complex and balanced and uh, really good. And yeah. then the Upman 50 and the 54. Yeah. 54. Delicious, delicious. Oh, delicious cigars. Yeah. Yeah, the, as the, the you know, as these cigars sit in our tower for for years, they they do change. Like I had a Vigia the other day. I've got some 2018 Vigia. I was okay with that cigar when I like first got it, but like I haven't touched touched that box in a couple of years. Did you and have I, one? And I had one recently. And I had one recently, and it was really good. Wow. Like yeah. I mean, it still wasn't. I wasn't like it was way better than I remember it, but it. W- it's still to me only just pretty good just very good not great um but again it it changed one last thing if you don't mind also the dimension of the cigar matters i totally agree yeah like that last week i had the hdc the hoyo double double corona Corona. Yeah, yeah that's a that was a two hour cigar i was alone at night looking at the lake i my mind just completely drifted and and it allowed my mind to drift because of the time needed to smoke that cigar, so that that matters as well, depending yeah. on the yeah. situation. I think to your point, the ring gauge does. Uh, there are certain ring gauges that are more appropriate for certain occasions. For <laughs> me personally, probably everyone doesn't subscribe to this, but you all have heard me several times. If I've had a really rough day, say I just want to drown myself in clouds of just smoke. Want to be a chimney? Yes. I just want to be a chimney. I've said it a thousand <laughs> times. And I will reach for, that's when you'll see me pull like a Partagas E2, a 54 ring gauge stick that's just plumes of smoke everywhere. And it just puts me in that kind of meditative state where I'm not thinking about anything else right. that's pissing me off that day except that cigar. Yeah. Um, and the same way that sometimes for a, a really celebratory occasion, and I, I remember once uh, our former lounge, um, I had a really great day at work. I landed a big client and... I wanted a really big cigar that just put out a ton of smoke. And I had gotten a Davidoff Piquant for the first time. And it was That's a, a good six, cigar. It's a great cigar. I've never had that. It was, uh, they didn't have the Robusto. They just had this 60 ring gauge. And I lit that thing up. Oh, I was so happy. Wow. I would never, I don't have a single 60 ring gauge smoke in my humidor. But for that one occasion, when I just wanted a big <laughs> cigar in my hand and clouds of smoke, to just celebrate a really, you know, a nice moment for for myself, it was perfect. So I I like your point, Bam. I I do agree that you know depending on the situation, the ring gauge really. Matters. Yeah, and when and when you're smoking a Lonsdale like this, back to this cigar, t- to me, like my expectation with a good Lonsdale is this: like, I just maybe I mean this bar is setting it too high, but like a Classicos or an eight nine eight. Yep. This elegant. It's like this. It, the wrapper's delivering this and the binder delivering this kind of pointed flavor. It's, you know, I, my expectation, it, it, 
the size is like there's a disconnect but the elegance of the size and the, how it feels in the hand and when you light it and then what this delivers for me falls short for me you know in terms of the length of the commitment because it's not a it takes a second you can't just blast through this thing it takes a second to get through um and there's time in between draws the the finish so the finish on this is abrupt enough where it's not hanging around on my palate long enough for me to really be like in between draws for me to really be enjoying it you feel me yeah. totally yeah i think yeah. also to your point i mean smaller ring gauge cigars for me uh, maybe folks agree or disagree I, I think the draw is usually a, just a little bit more resistant and so it forces me to smoke it slower yeah right. than it does a larger ring gauge cigar that's got obviously a lot more surface area to just you know blow smoke you know through that of course true. True. so i think in those moments where i just want to take my time and savor a cigar i'm not you know, I've had a long day and I just want to puff away and just be a chimney, but I just really want to enjoy and appreciate a cigar slowly. That's when I reach for a Lonsdale or a smaller ring gauge cigar that I'm just ready to be taken on that journey. Right. But that journey for me to get there, the finish needs to be just much longer for, you know what I mean? Where it's like hanging around and hanging around in between draws, because to your point, you got to take your time a take little slow bit. Down. Yeah. 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 I mean, there's a time and a place for all different sizes of it's sticks. So true. And that's why every single cigar manufacturer makes different sizes, you know, for different moods, different times of the day. If it's the winter time, you might want just like a quick 20 minute smoke. Yep. And I really, I mean, I love the small ring gauges and the small sizes. I, that's typically a morning smoke for me. Yeah. You know, I love the Trinidad, like the Reyes, half Coronas, the Ramon, the, uh, the small one. Uh, what's small, that Corona? Small Club, Club Corona. Yeah, Club sure. Delicious. But delicious. those cigars you mentioned have so, so much, much flavor. more flavor. So yeah. much flavor. Oh, <laughs> the, they're the, packing, yeah. so, they're punching yeah. so far above their weight class. The you know, even, Colonialis as well. Even yeah. even the uh, the Monte Cristo Media Coronas, mm. delicious cigars. I mean, in yeah. that size, awesome. Yeah, and Mon when I think of Monte Cristo, I think of that like chocolate bomb, those some of those dessert flavors that you get through from a typical Monty, and this this particular cigar just isn't delivering in yeah. that, that fashion for me. You know, I want to I want to tie two things together here really fast because I think it's interesting. You mentioned about uh, seeing the potential in a cigar or tasting the potential. Yeah, right? sure. And also going to what a couple of you guys have said about you know when when you have a cigar that's not great, you leave it in your humidor for a little while, you come back to it. It is interesting how, A, in a lot of cigars that are young, you can taste the potential saying, oh, in two years, five years, six months even, this is going to be way better. And in moments like this, it is interesting that some cigars just don't age, even like their peers, same size, same Vitola, no, et cetera. It, it's, it's, a, it's a really interesting journey um, as far as aging cigars goes. I agree. The only thing, though, I would say to the listener is I think that more times than not, this is Absolutely. not foolproof, but more times than not, when you encounter a cigar that you don't enjoy, yep. I've been in this boat so many times where I've been so frustrated with a cigar, I just, I've considered just throwing it out. I don't even want it in my humidor. I'm sitting there saying this is <laughs> not at all enjoyable. Maybe at best it gets somewhat enjoyable, but it's still not going to be a great cigar. And the reason I say this, I remember some random kind of yard everyday cigar I had bought years ago. I hated and I thought about throwing them out. And then I said, screw it. I'm just going to leave them in this extra humidor I had. I left it there for years. 
all of a sudden, years later, just as a joke, I thought it'd be funny. I said, let me just try and see what this possibly tastes like. Out of all of a sudden, it was probably three years later, that cigar was creamy and sweet and delicious. And I could not believe how different it was from my first experience. So I just say it's not it's not perfect. It's not foolproof, but more times than not. And in fact, I'd say most times, if you just tuck something away for years and revisit it, you could be very pleasantly you surprised. You could be. Yeah. There's no, no doubt about it. I mean, that's, there's no doubt about it. We've welcomed on a few guests this year. And first up was our friend, Chef Ricky Camacho from the Añejo Restaurant Group, who introduced us to Artisan Tequilas, on episodes 32 and 34. Here's a clip from episode 34 where we tasted tequilas in both Añejo and Extra Añejo. All right, boys, we have Ricky here, so we know what we have to do, which is drink some tequila. Yeah, can we just dive into this tequila? Let's get into it. It's staring at me, and a cigar like this needs a deserving pairing. What's up first? Tell us about it. All right, guys. So first up, we got the Fortaleza Añejo. This is a lowland tequila, meaning it comes from the Valley of Tequila in Jalisco. This is cooked in brick ovens. This is uh, extracted using a tojona, which is a large stone wheel that's rolled over the cooked agave. And uh, as far as fermentation, wooden fermentation tanks, open air fermentation, meaning there's wild yeast that goes in there. Uh, And for aging, they age this in American white oak, ex-bourbon barrels, and distilled near proof, but uh, they do have a still strength on the market too that's a little hotter but a little brighter on the gobby. This um, is delicious. Yeah. These I, guys, oh, my God. Yeah. I think it's safe to say that most of us in this room love this tequila. I happen to really love this. The this, nose is really interesting. Fantastic. The flavor is very interesting. Yeah. I mean, yeah. top to bottom, it is yeah. just a superb yeah. And I spirit. haven't, honestly, I haven't had this neat until tonight. Really? Wow. So it, the first yeah. time I had how it, Ricky gave I it to me neat. I don't know how you let that happen. <laughs> You're not doing your job. <laughs> But at the club, I had it with just a chip of ice. It really was so delicious. I happen to like it better than a Don Julio. But neat now, it's a different experience. Very it's balanced. still very enjoyable. So, Grinder, if you, there, there's saltiness here in minerality that really just pair well with this. Cigar. I was just going to say, a lot of minerality. It kind of tastes like hard water. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm serious. It's like I'm getting like a mineral water. Yeah. So uh, nice. For me, I sort of I, I I refer to that as as soul, right? Yeah. And that comes from this process. That you know, two weeks ago we had tequilas, and neither of those tequilas were made with a tahona. Those agaves were processed using a screw mill. Mm. So it's more of a shredding process and and metallic in that sense. But here you're using that tahona, and it's really introducing a lot of minerality and saltiness and. The pairing is phenomenal. Yeah, it is. Yeah, oh this my is God. working really well. Yeah, I mean, so I, well complimented. I also have to say, I mean, Ricky's poured for us also the Reposado before, and this is obviously the Anejo. Mm-hmm. And we're talking about lesser known brands that really deserve a spotlight. And I think Fortaleza, because the Reposado is fantastic. I Like that I can actually find. I have purchased some. I don't have the Anejo yet. I need to find this. This brand is deserving of it's a lot of credit. fantastic. All right, guys. Next up, we have the Tapatillo Excelencia. This tequila is made by one of my favorite master distillers in Carlos Camarena. Beautiful color. Is that a region in uh, Mexico? Tapatillo? Tapatillo is actually the name of the... Um, I want to say it's the name the, of what's the... What's the region that rhymes with... Uh, sounds similar. Jalisco? 
No. <laughs> that doesn't sound similar. Uh, <laughs> Tom- Tomatillo? Tomatillo? I'm not talking about vegetables. If Rooster says so himself. So fun fact about the previous tequila we drank. It's made by Guillermo Salza. He is the three times removed grandson of Salza, the tequila that we all know as the sort of poor favorite. Um, and basically he want, he saw this empty distillery on his land that his grandpa used to use way back in the day, or his great-great-great-great-grandpa, sorry, two times removed. Uh, he wanted to bring it back to life, and he did so by creating Fortaleza. So that's, uh, and you know what the reality is in this industry, that's how a lot of this tequila is made because it's such a labor of love kind of thing. You know, it's not a, a quick money make or anything like that. You really need that passion and that, that history to make it happen. Uh, this next guy, Carlos Camarena from Tapatillo. So he makes a few different tequilas. He makes Tequila Ocho, he makes El Tesoro, and he makes Tapatillo um, out of La Teña Distillery. Now, this distillery is positioned on a place in Mexico where the soils are so rich in iron that they're red and the water tastes of blood. That's unbelievable. Uh, That's so cool. It is insane. Very cool. Uh, so... Maybe if we do this again, I'll bring the El Tesoro next time around. Uh, but he basically made it tequila for everyone. So the, the tequila ocho is sort of like a, uh, it's three times distilled. It, it has a smooth finish. And then he has the El Tesoro, which is artisanal and every, they're all artisanal, but he follows all of the old school methods. Uh, and then we have tapatillo, which is somewhat in the center. So, you know, he has an engineering background. So he sort of, you know, used that to create his distillery and he has all these different methods of, of fermentation, of processing or grinding the agave, everything from a, a screw mill to a steel roller to a tohona. And in the case of Tapatillo, he uses both. Mm. Uh, so he's getting maximum extraction. Now, this tequila is the only extra añejo uh, that we've tasted so far, uh, both here and in the clubhouse. Um, it is four, It spends four years in oak, and then it's rested in glass for an additional year. So... Like the Fuente Seca, he's letting it sit in the glass just to kind of marinate and come together uh, and be itself. I'll tell you, I get a lot of caramel in this one. Yeah, lots. The, lots. the yeah. note, by the way, I, the only note that I can really explicitly call out on the nose is cherry. When the, I smell this, it's yeah. like cherry. Yeah, yeah, I get I get caramel. I, I get, get cherry. I get, I get caramel, caramel in the front, and I get caramel in the finish. So it's, now with the taste, it's all with that. It's, it's right, caramel, Senator. Sure. Senator's with, with me that. there. I, yeah. I think so. I get the cherry on the nose, like you're describing. That's is, accurate. But then, like Bam says on the finish, I get the caramel that, notes. It's are, really are you guys quite nice. familiar with Mexican cinnamon or canela? No. Yes, right. I'll, I'll bring I'll bring a, a nice piece of bark of that just so you guys. I'll, can I'll smell chew that. on it. And Ooh, that's, that's we're what familiar. I'm here on the um, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. This Son is just amazing, right? It's an extra añejo. This bottle retails for about 170 Wow. Um, Once again, very generous. Ricky, Thank you. Bring in the heat, baby. <laughs> but, but it drinks like something that should cost much more. And, you know, you guys react to the price point. But to me, I'm like, that's a liter bottle, and it's fucking delicious. Yeah, it is. For $170. It is. It's, it's excellent. I don't this need is really to spend good. 300 so it, is that, bucks is that typical for an extra añejo cost-wise? I mean, no, extra añejos are typically a little bit more, especially when they're aged as long as this, right? Because mm. you could age for three years and still be an extra añejo. Um, so, so this is five, correct? All yes, in? five all in. Four in a barrel, one Four in a glass. In a barrel, one yeah. Unbelievable. So, so it, when, when you when you're in the glass, though, yeah, that's have, a good. Can, can you have you ever tasted something that was 
everything up until putting it in the glass and before it goes in the glass to taste that versus after it's been in the glass, is there actually a difference? Because as I, I'm, I'm thinking to myself, what is actually happening in that bottle? A, a thousand percent. I mean, there, there is a difference from opening the bottle and, and waiting a few months. It, it's, it's, you know, I, I wouldn't say that the bottle's imparting any flavor, uh, but I just think the resting process allows it to yeah. come together and, and, and to... So that's fascinating to me because yeah, I, I, I like, I, we all drink scotch. Scotch, to me, when we have an, you know, age statement on the bottle and it's, it's in a bottle and it's not really changing from the day that it came out of the barrel, right? If you can have it, a 12-year-old scotch that was out of the barrel and ready for distribution in 2000 and then try that same bottle, you know, 10, 12 years later, whatever, and it's going to taste pretty much the same. It's close, but I think if you're tasting it and analyzing it, you'll find differences. Okay. 100%. Dan from Cigar Salute came on for a two and a half hour discussion about a counterfeit box of Cohibas I acquired, how advanced the counterfeiters have gotten, and also how we can all try to avoid buying fake Cuban cigars. Tell us a little bit about what you found in my box, how this whole thing started with this specific ring of really good counterfeit cigars, how they ended up in these trusted retailers, and and I guess let's start there. Let's start there. Sure. This very well done counterfeit cigar, uh, this style of a counterfeit cigar, it's really kind of been replacing the uh, – you know the the old uh, tropes about glass tops and and uh, really uh, you know janky looking fake bands. Like over the last couple of years, you've been seeing it more and more. Uh, that you know with counterfeit cigars, they're they're getting better and better at uh, duplicating the real deal as far as uh, aesthetics go. Uh, more often than not, now I'm seeing scenarios where uh it appears that the bands are either uh genuine bands that were stolen and and you know made it into the black market somehow or they are absolute perfect copies which i don't believe that they are i I personally think that they're stolen genuine bands uh so like out the back door of the cohiba factory like stolen like what does that mean exactly well that's certainly possible um you know, if you think about the economy of Cuba, especially right now, uh, it's certainly uh, not too far of a stretch to think about, you know, a handful of, uh, you know, bundles of bands uh, making their way out the back door because they can mean serious money for somebody, uh, you know, if they know what to do with them. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the other thing that I'm seeing is that they're using uh, with the with the increased accessibility of custom rolled Cuban cigars, it really isn't hard to get a bundle of Cuban robustos and slap a bundle of Cohiba bands on them, and now you have transformed a two dollar custom roll into a you know twenty five to sixty dollar cigar, and you know the consumer that winds up with this box, they light the cigar up and they get that unmistakable Cuban flavor. 
where they, they, they know it's Cuban tobacco, but they're not getting the cigar that they paid for. So Dan, as we come to the end of the episode here, I want to leave the, uh, I want to give our listeners and us, I mean, I uh, open it up to you and everyone here, but, uh, what are some action items that you can kind of give us and the listener uh, to first source authentic Cuban cigars to the best of their ability, but also know and check that they have authentic Cuban cigars, even in their humidor right now that they already have, like I did. You know, what are some of the things that that they and we can do um, to be better set up to not have fake Cuban cigars in our humidor? Okay. Um well, the biggest thing is uh, who are your connections? You know, you want to learn how these cigars are distributed. You know, I touched on it a little bit earlier. Yeah. But if you want to be certain that you're going to get authentic product, then deal with licensed sources. You know, learn about what La Casa del Habano is. Learn about Habano specialists and Habano's points. Um, you know, if you stick with retailers who source only from official supply chains, then you're not going to have the issues that the gray market is dealing with right now. Um, the other thing is, you know, being involved with Cuban cigars, uh, knowledge is always power. So right now there's a retailer, a gray market retailer that they have, more Cohiba than I've seen anybody have in the last year. Uh, and they have stuff that I haven't seen on the shelf in God knows how long. Siglo 5 cabinets. Uh, they have Medio Siglo and, and Siglo 6 and, and Cohiba Robustos in stock and whatnot. And this is a retailer that their, their regular selection is dismal on, a reg- on any given day. They might, you know, they, they, they're uh, a retailer that picks up uh, overstock from Spain and they sell them out of Canada. I'm talking about uh, RSVP cigars right now. Something like that to me is a red flag. Yeah. Because if it's it's too good to be true, it is right. While we're on the topic of disappointment, the worst cigar and spirit we had all year, both happened to end up on the same episode just a few days ago, the nightmare before Christmas. We started thinking it might be fake. Cigar. Cigar. I'm reading one of the uh, reviews from a retail giant, a cigar retail giant, that says, uh, arguably the largest boutique brand of the past five years. Oh, wow. Oh, really? No, that's, it's too boutique for us to know about it, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like a PR ploy. It does. Absolutely. (laughs) So much of this is PR. It does say Cuban-inspired packaging, blending, (laughs) honor the tradition of cigars. More PR. (laughs) The cigars they have, so it says some of their 90-plus rated cigars include Four Kicks, the first of their cigar line, Earthy, balanced by sweet and spicy notes, Headley Grange, and Jericho Hill, dedicated to legendary Johnny Cash. So I feel like there's uh, a lot of... Take it easy, crowned heads. (laughs) Thank you, Gizmo. (laughs) Inspired by, did you say Cuban packaging? Uh, so do they put these in undersized yeah. dress boxes that <laughs> give them a subtle box do, press? Do that they squeeze the shit out of do them. They, <laughs> do they misspell the names on the labels and still sell them? A subtle box press. Do they raise the prices 300% year over year? 
do they sell counterfeits of these on Monte <laughs> Fortuna? That's right. <laughs> yeah. Where's the black light? <laughs> we may need to check this. We need to have Dan back on. Yeah, we need I, to get Dan back I wonder on. if there's like some, like, I don't know, strategist at Monte Fortuna or something. There's some guy who's like, these fucking podcast guys are like <laughs> ripping our assholes apart here. <laughs> they are. I think they're very well aware of us. Oh, oh boy. There we go. I would think they are. That's what's sad. If you were to give this cigar to even the most novice of cigar smokers, I don't think they would understand why we smoke cigars. They yeah, would say, is, "What? What does this taste like?" They this would probably really never smoke a cigar again. You I know, agree. and you know what's you know what almost makes that worse is is the counter to the point I made about its performance. Someone smoking this cigar, seeing it burn like it does, ash like it does, output like it does, draw yeah, like it does, yeah. and then has nothing else. That's almost worse to me. Than having a cigar that's like, oh, this isn't burning right. The wrapper's coming undone. It's not well. Like that's my argument. Yes. It's deceptive. It's, deceptive. it's almost like it yeah. makes it ten times worse. I, right? I mean, I don't, I, I don't, I don't factor any of that in really much. But for me, the the bitterness just really fucking threw it for me. Yeah. Wait a minute. Like you, the, you don't the, you don't factor in the way it's burning, the way the draw is. That has nothing to do with the, you must the with your rating. A, it's a must. I, yeah, I think I do, but I'm not pulling hairs on, you know, for me, when I, I, I'm thinking about the enjoyment of it. And for this particular stick, I wasn't focused on the draw. I didn't really care about the draw. The draw was I, good. I, I, mean, yeah, the, I didn't care about straight. the burn. Honestly, I was, I was, I was, hold on. I need to counter just for a moment. The most, my most favorite Cuban, if there's no draw, how do you enjoy a cigar that you can't draw? Right. It's a fair point. Yeah, the performance yeah. has or they to have be... to touch up every five seconds. Yeah. It's like you can't. Yeah. Enjoy it has it. to factor into it, Grinder. Yeah, a bit. Okay, okay, it does. But my point is that I'm trying to make is that the bitterness was so overwhelming. Yeah. Forget oh, about yeah. The, like I just you couldn't, couldn't get through it. Yeah. I was yeah. just like, this is too much. Like I can't enjoy this. And then the app, the finish, the bit, the finish with the bitterness was just so pro prolonged. Like yeah. the saddest thing about this stick is that this was meant to honor. For people who passed, they deserve better than this. Absolutely. Yep. Lizard listener, the Cigar Soldier, also agreed with our review of the Atabay Brew House on episode 49. It just, it didn't, it's not a standout to me. It didn't yeah. stand I, out flavor-wise, like, where I was like, wow, like, woo, like, or you get that rela relaxing, whoa. Ooh. Ooh. Uh, these guys are really hurting me they're breaking me up tonight. the uh no but it doesn't give you that like for, i was confused by it more yeah. than i was really i i would like enjoyed it i know? would i would echo your your sentiment there there's a good barometer for a good cigar for me is if you're if, if i'm if i'm smoking a cigar and i and i like it enough that it there's something in it that keeps me coming back and i'm focused on that and i'm like wow this is really good I get just as much enjoyment out of this out of this cigar as I get from a decent cigar that I smoke when I'm mowing my lawn. Mm. It's just something to to puff on and and slightly enjoy while I'm doing other shit. Like there's nothing that I'm focused on where I'm like where I'm doing the bam bam pounce with the with the hand and and the the revelation of how great the cigar is. There's nothing like that. Um, no, there, there, there's, there, no, there's no exclamation point on it. There's nothing that's yeah, like that's there's nothing. That's yep. a great way to put there's it. There's no yeah, exclamation point. It's not like this is and it's like uh yeah you know um it's not bad it's not unpleasant but it doesn't it's not it's it wasn't exciting to me 
I, I do think, though, and this is maybe a stupid statement, but I think if Grinder came in and said that this cigar was 12 bucks, I think I'd be like, wow, okay, maybe I should get a few of these for the humidor. Not that I'm going to smoke them at night, but at 32, I think it's different than at 12 bucks. I just go back to those. So this is where, for me, even at $12, I'm not sure this has a place for me in that I still don't think there's enough flavor at $12 for me to pick up this There's stick. not. I go back to one of the most shocking cigars we reviewed was that Arturo Fuente? Hemingway. Um, the Hemingway Signature. Hemi- Hemingway Signature. I yeah. never had that cigar. It's a great cigar. And that cigar, it, it's a mild, medium cigar. It's not a full cigar at all, which is not normally my speed. I would like medium, full, full. I was just shocked. Like the, the nuttiness in that cigar, it had enough flavor that I could light that in the morning, even in the afternoon, and I would be satisfied. I could mow my lawn, have that cigar, and be very happy. This cigar has less flavor than that. I'm calling out that nutty flavor that I got from that random, probably $10 Arturo Fuente cigar. This cigar, I, I don't know what I'd even say stands out flavor-wise. It's, it's just It's like, it's just creamy and sweet, but there's nothing really distinct. You know, you could, we could name every single cigar brand and we would say, you know, a Partagas, it's got like that that spice and, and cinnamon and all these things. We could talk about an Upman and the dessert-like flavor. I don't know what to say about an Atabi other than it's creamy, it's smooth. There's not much more there. And flawless construction. And, and, that, and, yeah. And, and, you know, and, and it's a very handsome smoke. But you, I, I just mean for flavor. Yeah, like for flavor, That's right. like the distinctive characteristic to me about each brand. Yeah. It's got a unique flavor profile. I can't say there's really yeah. a unique flavor other than it's creamy and it's a smooth, pleasant enough cigar. That's about it. Rob Isla from FOH joined us on episode 56. We loved his take on factory runs and his interesting perspective on doing business with Habanos SA. I feel like this is a big source of debate. Just we know where you're going. Lizards in the room. <laughs> I know where you're going. Um, and, and I say that because right, there's one school of thought that, you know, aged cigars are always the best cigars that no matter what stick we're talking about, the more age, the better it gets. There's another school of thought that's um, sometimes age actually doesn't necessarily do as many favors for certain cigars. And sometimes a younger, you know, cigar with just a few years of age may actually smoke better than that same stick with more age on it. We have this debate amongst ourselves all the time. I'm looking at Rooster in the room. The connoisseur corner. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, At Rooster as a a connoisseur with uh, some heavily, heavily aged uh, inventory at his humidor. (laughs) But I ask this, I'm just curious, maybe if we just bite off the last 10 years, um, it kind of what your perspective is on, um, you know, how much age is really needed for some of the brands that we smoke a lot of, like Partagas, Upman, Monty. Um, And then over the last 10 years, you know, what years have really stood out to you as as kind of overperforming, let's say, and years that maybe have underperformed that uh, maybe you don't pursue uh, as as aggressively? I'm just curious. That's such a hard question. I, until well, pre-COVID, you know, I was looking at, I'd be inspecting 200,000 cigars a year, yeah, of, 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 everything i i want that job oh my gosh <laughs> are you hiring yeah. rob <laughs> it was, not right now but you get you get uh, yeah <laughs> you get a little bit disillusioned in and when you have a bad run of cigars i don't think it has much to 
it, I don't think it has that much to do with years. I, and, and it really is about consistency in 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 runs. Um, you've got some great box codes, which bring out some superb cigars in a period of time. But you go back in six months later, and that same box code is producing rubbish in that cigar, right? So, and and people don't talk about that. They, they they always remember the the fourteens, yeah, the Upman fourteens, LUBs, but you know that, and they're they're great, but you know you go you go to the next year, in fifteens they weren't as good, and they're still coming out of Upman. I I don't think there is such a thing as a, a great great year. I think they're the or the consistency of Habanos production isn't there. It comes down to the factory. It comes down to the factory manager. It comes back to the culture that he puts into that factory while he's there or she's there, and and what they're producing. We saw the we saw the t the turnaround in Trinidad in 2018, two thousand and eighteen, late 2017-18. Um, they're made in Pinal de Rio predominantly, and they went through a couple of years of absolute crap. The, the Reyes, the Coloniales, even the Fundis that were coming out of there were rubbish. And we called it because I see them. I used to see them every week. It was just rubbish. That was prior, prior to 2018? Yeah. I mean, just for a couple of years, three, three right? or four years prior. And we were calling them. I mean, how do you have mm. a premium cigar that, how do you come out with these paperback? flaky, thin, tracked, almost green wrappers on them and call them a premium. And then all of a sudden, bang, it changed. It changed almost overnight. And Trinidad production for the last couple of years, since 2018, has been superb. Generally, it's been excellent compared to what they were for the previous three years. It's, it's a, so what changed? Uh, the culture changed. Someone paid attention to it. Changes like that don't occur without a focus and a vision. Uh, and I've seen that. I mean, when, I, if I remember correctly, you know, the manager, the manager at Upman ran that 2014. I knew quite well. Uh, passionate, absolutely passionate. He was in there. He had everyone, everyone, talking off the same, reading off the same page. You should say who brilliant and and what was coming out was superb romeo and julietta went into a hole in 2000 and what four five six seven eight still haven't come out yeah, geez, yeah they're that, still in they're that still, hole. They, i think they're still in the hole they had they had they had a really nice run r and j churchill's in 1617 at a, a nice run of of um of r and j exhibition fours i think they were pou's uh, in 2014, with just stunning cigars, still some of the best R&J exhibition fours ever produced. And we went, that went for 18 months. That run, who was who was in charge of that? We'll, we'll never know. We will never know. Yeah. Yeah. So you're you're so you're saying it's about the runs. It's about who's managing the factory at that time. It, it's, it's it's more yeah. It's far more micro. It's, it's more, more micro. about the runs. It's more micro than people than yeah. people make it out to be. Uh, yeah. You know, people, people pull about years and 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 this, 
it's, it really is micro uh, in terms of what's going on internally in that factory, who's putting, because it, it's, it's all about attention to detail. It's all about saying, no, that's not acceptable. That standard's not acceptable. That No, we're not going to accept that that leaf or those bales into this blend. You know, someone, it's, it's about someone saying no and someone getting away from quota and looking at quality and looking at consistency. And, and, and unfortunately, pretty much every one of those cigars that had those great runs, it never, it might last 18 months, but it just doesn't continue. I just haven't seen it continue. Um, there's just too much turnover. It sounds like there's turnover where you don't have the consistent politics, management. The turnover. Yeah. And, and the internal politics of a factory are phenomenal. You know, it makes the bold and the beautiful look like you know, amateur hour. <laughs> um, it, it, you know, you don't, you, you have to bring everyone along with you. What is going on over over at Habanos, Rob? Give us the give us the inside scoop. The, the there is no inside scoop because distributors are scratching their heads. Um, retailers are pulling their hair out uh, all over the world, and I feel sorry for those who've got serious bricks and mortar enterprises uh, and heavy investments because it's very hard for them to to pivot. Uh, however. I can only I can only guess that they've they've sat down and done the numbers and worked out that they won't be able to get back to serious like full production in terms of they won't get back to full production for a number of years for one reason or another and and until they start seeing stock semi piling up on shelves around the world. Maybe that's when they'll work out they've got the balance right, or they believe they've got the balance right. Is it is it greed or is it need? And uh, I suspect it's it's somewhere between the two. They've got to perform with the joint venture. They need they need the cash. But at the same time, what what are they producing? Forty percent of their portfolio. Forty five percent of their portfolio. They've got to produce their portfolio. Uh, you know, it, and and. The problem with one of the issues with Habanos is that there is no transparency whatsoever. They don't tell anyone anything. They don't tell the distributors anything. Um, it's it's just they make these grand announcements. They launch these beautiful new cigars, and no one sees them for two years. Or they do a little batch that comes out, and then no one sees them for two years, or maybe ever again. In fact, there are some cigars that have never been released that they've announced. Uh, so. You know, in the end, if you're in the the business, you've worked out that you're dealing with a dysfunctional operation that's got inherent issues. And if you're waiting for the next order to come through as a Habanos retailer without doing anything else, then you're in serious trouble. You you need to have pivoted. And look, you can see it now. You've got the customer Habanos is trying to sell non-Cubans and get and get uh, non-Cuban not distributed ships are trying to get some non-Cubans in. You've got Cuban Habanos distributors. Dortmund was the best one, you know, Dortmund. You've got Habanos distributors chasing down NC, non-Cuban suppliers for distributed ships left, right and centre. Uh, of course, it doesn't help too much for them because a lot of those 
major non-Cuban brands and smaller ones haven't got the excess capacity to supply Europe or Asia to meet that Habana's shortfall, and they won't have it for years to come. Uh, you know, the US is still booming as a cigar market. It's going exceptionally well. So you're saying, uh, the, the, are, so are you are, are you saying that it's so are you saying that the the overall European market is just short, generally speaking? Short. Yeah, yeah. I've never seen. If you look at if you look at uh, the Spanish market, take the Spanish market. You'll find in most of the stores there at the moment, you'll find some Monte. Fours, you'll find uh, Vega Fina, which is distributed by Tabacalera there. You'll find Jose Piedras, and you won't find, you'll find bugger all else. Except last month, every store had Arturo Fuente. Yeah. <laughs> That's interesting. That's interesting. Right? It's very That's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> now, now yeah. is Asia, is it not short, but fat with demand, therefore fat? Yeah, everyone's fat with demand. Asia's exceptionally short at cigars. Uh, no different to Europe. Uh, you know, no one's got enough. Uh, no one's got. You're selling the same stuff every week, every other week. If you get a specialty order comes through, even if you're a London High Street, yeah. So if you're a London High Street retailer, and they launch this brand new cigar, it's come out. Your allocation will be three to four boxes. Right? There's just no depth to the volume. Um, and that's why you're saving for a million cigars ready to go. That's all fine and dandy. But if they're Monty 2s, D4s, and there, well, then it's they've been in regular supply now for, for the last two years. Well, that, mind you, some, some major net retailers who are mates of mine, uh, they're out of Monty 2s and, and D4s for a significant period of time. So, yeah, it works. We celebrated our one-year anniversary in November with an amazing Padron, cognac and champagne, and we shared our appreciation for you, our listeners. Thanks so much for joining us this year. This oh. cigar is so amazing. It's yeah. a cigar, isn't it? Unbelievable. Yeah. What, yeah. Now that it's opened up. Can you do, so Garcon, can you talk about the champagne before we toast real yeah. quick? Let's okay, so th this champagne I picked very intentionally. First of all, champagne is extremely hard to pair with any New World stick because champagne is light, right? This is not something like a red wine that's going to hold up against a stick like this. Of champagnes I like to drink, this is one of the uh, fuller flavor with a longer finish that will hold up best, and that's relative, with a cigar like this. The champagne we're drinking, fitting for a celebratory occasion like this one, is Bollinger. Mm. Uh, it is... I love this because it has a lot in common with Paul Roger. I have figured out for whatever reason, champagnes designed, I shouldn't say design, champagnes that have become known as sort of British champagnes. They're, they're really, really popular in the British market, tend to be drier champagnes, which is exactly what I look for in a champagne. So a little quick, actually, we should toast because I have a lot I want to say. Yes, about please. Excellent. Let's <laughs> toast first. Let's toast because I, because this is great stuff. Gentlemen, Cheers. Cheers, lizards! Cheers. Happy cheers. one year anniversary! Cheers. cheers, cheers to all the listeners out there. We're cheers. We're, we're cheering to you as well. Cheers, boys! Cheers! Peace Thank you for joining us on this journey. Long, long live the lizards! Yes, Lizard nation is strong, as Lanchevar. Rooster would say. Cheers! Cheers, peace, boys! Peace and love, gents. Love you all. Oh gosh! Oh yeah! There's the long finish. We wow. have settled in.
We are here now. You know, but it's dry. That's delicious. It's got a little bit of minerality. It's got a little bit of fruit, but it's not too sweet. Super balanced. It's a great. I like the tang. I like the tang on the finish there. It per it pairs wonderfully with the cigar. Wow. It it honestly works better than I even expected. I'm really happy with this. Well, there's something about this cigar. You know, there is a. There's a weirdness to it, which is beautiful. It's so different than any Padron I've ever had or 80th. Um, I, I can't even. I, I, I was. I'm surprised that Padron can reach another level, which it has tonight for me. Which yeah. I mean, you, you, we all know how much we love the, these cigars. This yeah. is on another. Yeah. So this level. is a legendary cigar among our group. Oh yeah. yeah. But we've always known it to be a very smooth but flavorful cigar. It's smooth. Yeah. This has a richness that this is I haven't had before. I and, uh, can I can I just add something, Senator, before you start about the champagne? I just want to say, like, this has been one year, right? That we just like used to sit around and talk about, um, you know, stuff that we just hang out and drink and smoke, and we just started to, you know, we decided to record a pod, and now here it's been one year now we've been doing this. And how awesome this is. Yeah, it's amazing. So this is unbelievable. Great cigar, great champagne, and great to know you all and uh, do this pod together. Yeah, it's a great thing. Cheers, and, thanks. Yeah. and again, Cheers. to all the lizards out there who listen to this every week who are so passionate about what we're doing. I mean, you know, we don't fancy ourselves as experts. We're just a bunch of guys sitting around having fun. It's, it's awesome that we have a, a, a community, a worldwide community now. Yeah, and of, it's great to connect to with this. like like-minded people. Yeah, you know, all around the world. Yeah, very special. So, and one of the things that I always old. like find amazing is that a lot of the the things that I enjoy about coming and sharing this time together for the podcast, a lot of the magic happens in the tips and tails of our time together, where it's actually we're not recording. And there, and some of those moments where we're in either the senator's lounge late at night, where you know, we're all going through different life issues and we're talking real talk and, you know, some of that stuff is is something that's always been memorable to me and, and I'll be able to reflect on. But it's not something that we shared with the listeners, but... Um, well, I think some of it we have. Some of it yeah, we have. Some yeah. of it we have. Um, but it's been, uh, like I said, some of that some of that magic is, is also very resplendent in my memory over the past year. I've always kind of thought about the person who is kind of in the middle of nowhere that doesn't have the access that we do to a beautiful lounge like this um, or, or a lounge somewhere near them that they're able to sit down and listen to this podcast and they're in the room with us. Like there's always that. It's like there's an empty chair between me and Pagoda right now that Max is right there. Max is right here from Australia. You know, Andrew on Instagram, you know, there's so many listeners. They're right there next to me. Like I always think about that person. Like this has opened up the conversation that, you know, we welcome all of these folks into this conversation with us. That to me is really something special. And I'm just so glad that it's worked and it's clicked. Well, and it mirrors it. it, 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 Absolutely. And it kind of mirrors what lounge life is like. Exactly right. That's exactly right. Hope you enjoyed this episode. Thanks for joining us. You can find our merch store and ratings archive at our brand new website, loungelizardspod.com that's loungelizardspod.com don't forget to leave us a rating and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform if you have any comments questions if you want to reach out say hello tell us what you're smoking email us hello at loungelizardspod.com you can also find us on instagram 
at Lounge Lizards Pod. We really appreciate your time, and we'll uh, we'll see you next week.